Yo, yo, what's up, people? It's Bernie, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> hey, folks. Uh, it's me, S. Uh, just S. Not short for anything. Not short for, I don't know, escaping to Cancun while my constituents are struggling with no electricity and water. Um, just S. Hey, how you doing? Escape. I like that. <laughs> but um, yeah, happy belated Chinese New Year to my peeps. Mm-hmm. Um, and happy belated Valentine's Day as well to <laughs> all my single ladies and my single ladies alone. <laughs> Question for you, S. Oh no. Yeah, go on. What is your love language? Oh. Or languages? Um, I mean, there's the official like ones. I think there's like the five categories or whatever. And then there's just like my personal ones. Uh-huh. So I think like... Oh, let's hear him. <laughs> yeah. I think like in terms of the, like the, the official categories, whatever, um... <clears throat> uh words of affirmation i would definitely say mm-hmm. um and quality time because i'm a needy bitch mm-hmm. and i need to know you like me 24 7 mm. <laughs> uh, but are you sure you do um <laughs> yeah i say yeah i say those are two yeah those two like i just i just i just love hanging out we could literally just be like doing fuck all and yeah. i'd be happy mm. um in terms of like just personal ones um mm-hmm. Memes and music, those are those are the way to my heart. <laughs> Extra points if you can cook, but um, memes and music, you've you've got me. At, mm. Like immediately, if someone has like a good categorized meme folder, or dare I say it, several folders, it's like <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm a wife. You, I'm gonna get you pregnant straight up, straight up. But uh, yeah, <laughs> what about what about Fantastic. yourself? Fantastic. Um, my love languages are physical touch. Yep. Because <laughs> I'm a whole. <laughs> no, I'm just very affectionate. Valid, and, valid. And uh, quality time as well. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, with that, I'll just leave you with this tweet I saw, which said, love people in their love languages, not yours. So, Oof. yeah, let that marinate. Uh, while that's marinating, <laughs> we're going to kick the show off with our emerging artist for this week. So I have a listen to this. I did fall in love a little, struggling walking uphill. We've been playing Jack and Jill, just know I want you. We don't need to complicate, I'll be nothing that you hate. I just want to hear you say that you want me to. So that was Carl Benjamin with his latest single, Moon. Uh, S, what did you think? 
I freaking loved it. <laughs> I I loved I loved it, I loved it, I loved it. Mm. I um the production, fantastic. The vocal the vocals. Oh, when you hit that like those little falsetto points, mm-hmm. it was just like, oh, mm-hmm. just right, right in my core, right in my soul. I mm. in terms of like music wise, I say I mainly listen to to women, but Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of like you know uh, guys, um, I'm just trying not to use the word male. Uh, I'm, 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 fuck it, male. <laughs> as, as far as a male male artist, um, I'm very much like you know into Giveon and like Gallon and Frank Ocean, Sir mm-hmm. Masego. Um, even though you know Daniel Caesar's kind of cancelled, his music still slaps. So very much that kind of vibe. So. Mm. This dude's, yeah, I, I friggin, I love that song, love that song. Um, he also has another song, Apricot Sky, which came out last year, which is also also mwah. really good. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, I love fantastic. that too. Mm. Yeah, so very, yeah. very excited about this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, I thought he was amazing. Um, I think the song just starts off like straight away so well. Um, like there's the little loop at the beginning with the subdued vocals and then comes in and instantly like i'm just like oh i love the like tone of his voice like the timbre of it mm-hmm. low-key <laughs> i mean and this is not a diss because i love this guy as well low-key reminded me of simon webb from blue <laughs> the black guy do you remember blue? i i know what yeah. you yeah i remember blue come on <laughs> sorry. don't yeah. put me with the gen z's sorry, i remember yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah he was giving me simon webb and look simon webb was that guy okay like to me there was that one you know who could sing really well i can't remember his name but simon webb he was just like the, the bossy one but um, what i will say about carl's vocals is that yeah it just had like a beautiful depth to it and then when he starts to like go into his head voice and i just love how the like lush electronic keys come in so like really clean production on the song and then yeah like you said by the chorus he goes into his falsetto and yeah it's just like beautiful everything comes together so beautifully the production the lyrics like really enjoying the playful cheekiness of it like you know it's a song about love making and chilling with bae and uh, yeah it all just tied together really really well um so yeah shouts out to carl benjamin definitely go check out um him on insta that's where i found him and his insta is carl with a k k-a-r-l benjamin with two n's at the end and uh, while you're there also have a look at the pictures because he's uh, pretty too <laughs> he's a cutie yes he is <laughs> so yeah shouts out to him and yeah check him out sweet yeah thank you very much sir really really enjoyed that one mm-hmm. um awesome so yeah now we're going to jump into the download which is our music segment where we discuss new tracks stuff we're feeling um all that good good music shit Mm -hmm. so um did you want to start us off did you want to (laughs) yeah i feel like you had a few a few words to say about a certain a certain someone (laughs) okay yeah i'll kick things off so um if you couldn't guess by my intro (laughs) i will be paying tribute to our forever twirling snake donning pop princess britney spears so i mean let's just get straight into it i'm gonna glaze over the first two albums uh baby one more time and oops i did it again because you know we all know that those are staple teen pop albums um and i'm gonna go straight into the eponymous is that how you pronounce it uh album britney and i love this album because it's when she started to infuse r&b into her sound and it was 
effing lit, like <laughs> slave for. Ooh. Like, you know what's actually hilarious? Because you remember on the, earlier in the show, um, like I think it was the first episode, and we were like doing the like black throwback tunes. Yeah, and you were like, I was listening to Britney when I was like, where were you? Yeah, when and I was like, Jagged yeah, when, when you were all listening yeah. to that, I was. <laughs> I was listening to Britney. So like, even as I was doing the research for this, I was like, shit, man, like this is taking me down memory lane. So um, yeah, Slay For You, like, oh. Like there are certain music videos that, I mean, let's start with the, the song first of all. I saw a review that said Prince would have made that song if he was born in the 90s. And I agree, like that song, it's funky, it's sexy, it's hypnotic, it's everything. But mm. I mean, let's get into the visuals. Like my girl was wearing mm. underwear mm. over her jeans. Do you know what that means? <laughs> like, she was selling sex. Innovator icon. <laughs> um, and I remember the music video and I feel like this is my earliest memory of like realizing that like being sweaty and like glistening is like sexy. <laughs> like, I will let you have one. I remember friend. they were like in that like hot bit, like they were like in a club and they were all just like sweating and sweat dripping from like the ceiling. You know, it's kind of nasty when you think about it. But like, <laughs> Britney was looking like, oh my days. Yeah. And then also, then she did the VMA performance mm. where she came out literally performing wearing a literal python. And uh, yeah, so that album, loved, loved, loved it. Um, also had I Love Rock and Roll, uh, the cover that she did. She also premiered this song at a listening party. And there's this meme going around at the moment. Um, hilarious. There's this black girl like dancing to Britney. Mm. I don't know if you've seen it, but like she's just like, boop, 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 boop. <laughs> I'll put it in the recommended reading yeah, for this yeah. episode. Like she just, and it's just hilarious because people are like, like she gets it. <laughs> like the other people couldn't really see what she was trying to do, but she got it. So um, yeah, I mean, Again, we'll we'll talk a bit more about the cultural significance of Britney maybe in a different segment of the show today. But yeah, another great song from Britney. The album was Boys. Again, another super sexy song. Uh, the Neptunes did wonders on that with their like production mm. and their sort of signature sparse production. Just a few violently strummed guitar chords, uh, sick drumming, then like a twitchy electric uh, guitar riff. Uh, the song was actually originally recorded um, for by Janet Jackson, mm. actually. And I think uh, Janet Jackson could have bodied that as well. But you know what? Like, Britney did a great job with it. Um, so, yeah, imagine now she's been touring with R&B for a while. And then she jumps back in after a two-year break with her fourth album, In The Zone. And the lead single is Me Against The Music <laughs> featuring Madonna. When I say this was my shit. Moment. <laughs> like, mate, she was giving us MJ. Bruh. Which, exactly, choreography, outfits. Mm. Like, that song, that like, I lived for it. Like, I actually remember one time in primary school, <laughs> like, at a party. Like, a primary school party. Um, Like, they put on some, like, songs. And there's this one part in the video where Madonna does this weird thing on the floor where she, like grabs her ankles and like almost as like a, the crabs like the crab but like with her shoulders instead of her hands and then she rolls into her tummy 
and it's like holding her ankles like behind her. Yes. And like I recreated that <laughs> <laughs> on the on the carpet on our I little dance floor. <laughs> and you know, it was lit. It was lit. Um so yeah, everything about that song was just perfect for me. Like the rapid delivery of the lyrics, um, like I've said, the chore- choreography, the outfits. Um, so yeah, you know, she starts off that new album with um Me Against the Music. And for me as well, very quickly. I think that's the best choreography Britney's ever done, mm. personally. Mm. Um, but then we go into Toxic. Listen. And, you know, Britney's been telling us about Toxic Niggas since 2004, <laughs> my G. Okay? Like, oh you know what, Toxic gosh. was my shit. Like, I wasn't, it wasn't super R&B. But again, another iconic video. Blonde hair, brown wig, black wig, red wig. Um, and then finally, on the album, Every Time her best ballad um and that video like beautiful beautiful video and quite haunting as well because you know she's obviously trying to process like just the attention and the like the onslaught and like harassment of the paparazzi and it's like almost to deal with that she like imagines her own death like at the hand of the paparazzi so it's crazy and it's just like you know when you think about how her life could have gone and how she could have like foreshadowed that almost Mm. like it's you know it's haunting um but yeah like the song itself really really beautiful um interesting as well like this is one of the songs that she actually like wrote she sat down at a piano and like wrote it during a hard time it's like you know she'd be writing things too yeah. <laughs> um and then we get to 2007 a mere eight months after her mental health breakdown and she puts out what to me is her coolest album blackout and like in retrospect, I can't actually believe that she managed to do this because the lead single, Gimme More, is my mm. favorite Britney track of all time. Really? Yeah, 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 man. Like, it's, it's Britney, bitch, man. <laughs> like, it's, like, that was a game changer for me. Like, it was like a cultural reset for her as well. But um, one review said the production melds like tax sharp beats with a deliciously scuzzy bass line to create a dance floor throb that feels devilishly sex- sexy. <laughs> and that's exactly what it was. Like, that was pure filth, pure grime, very underground. And she just managed to like exude this sexiness, but also take like a swipe at the media as well. Mm. And they're like relentless obsession with her. And it's just like, you know what? She's just like acquiescing to it. She's just like, fuck it. Yeah, like you want it? Fine, take it, take everything. And it's just like, she's just giving up and she's just like having a good time. Um, and like, to me, that's just like quite a powerful image. Like, like she just completely surrendered. Um, the song itself with its verses and chorus to me were like already perfect. And then it goes into like the breakdown where it's like, Ooh, ha, ha, ha. and I'm just like, it's just like so entrancing, you know? And it just completely like embodies the song. Cause like, it's just about being out with your friends, being a bit too drunk, thinking you're sexy, surrendering to the night. And then the video that accompanies it, like just pairs, like just managed to like illustrate that so well. Like it's grimy, unpolished, unpretentious. Mm. Um, so I think that's what's amazing about it. So yeah, um, give me more, like I said, my absolute favorite. Um, for the sake of time, I'll just quickly skim through the other ones. Piece of Me, really cool. Another swipe at the media. Break the Ice, another like stealthy electro R&B track. Mm. Great production by Danger, who also did um, Give Me More. And um, the accompanying accompanying music video, which was like an anime video, was really, really cool. Mm. Circus, great album. Womanizer, mm. Circus, mm. the title track. Radar. 
and the hilariously tongue-in-cheek uh, track if you see Kami. do you remember that uh i do not so the whole concept was it like it was called if you see Kami, and um the whole concept was like there's like a hidden message in the song and it's like what's the message what's mm-hmm. the message and the chorus goes all of the boys and all of the girls are begging to if you see Kami. do you get oh? it right yeah (laughs) i loved it yeah yeah yeah. so you know very cheeky and then you know um i'll skip past the next album because i mean i had to hold it against me to the world and cool you know getting in her edm bag (laughs) but for me i think her final great song was work bitch which to me was like a vogue anthem that was for the gays zumba classes all over the world that, there we go. <laughs> that was for the gays like literally you better work bitch like who else was it for and i love it because she's like in in the chorus like she invokes her like british alter ego which she debuted in scream and shout with will i am you know like when i see in the club yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah um i just want to say thank you Brittany. you've given us so you much changed this man's life you gave me so much and uh yeah you know your legacy will always be felt so thank you Brittany. we love you amen okay i'm done amen. <laughs> uh yeah no i mean i was obviously like i, I listened to Brittany and stuff as as a kid i wasn't mm-hmm. as uh deeply entrenched <laughs> as you were but uh i recognize uh, an icon when i see one i'm um, just quick funny story mm. um when i was mm-hmm. when i was younger uh i want to say maybe like seven or eight ish or yeah maybe like eight eight ish um i had a bedtime of like 8 p.m um and maybe 8 30 so i could watch eastenders on on uh, mondays and fridays but yeah i had a bedtime <laughs> of like 8 30 yeah. and i remember like i i had been petitioning for a while with my parents to let me extend my bedtime until like um i think it was like 10 o'clock yeah um and they were just kind of like no no, no like you're too young you need to get to bed you've got school whatever and just classic me and just classic Capricorn behavior mm. I created a PowerPoint giving them reasons as to why I should be allowed to stay up like an hour Amazing. and a bit later than my current bedtime <laughs> and again like in my editing bag even back in the day mm. I obviously like gave the slideshow and everything it came with like pictures mm-hmm. and diagrams and all that all that stuff mm. and also background music I had um Britney Spears I'm not a girl ah! not yet a woman in the background <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> And I and that was playing as I delivered my closing arguments, <laughs> oh, and lo and behold, beautiful. they caved and they extended my bedtime. Oh, absolutely! So, Brittany, How could they not after that? Thank you, thank you for that. <laughs> oh, amazing, amazing! <laughs> I wasn't destined to be forever in academia, fucking hell. Um, <laughs> but no, thank you, thank you for that very um, succinct uh, tribute no slash problem. roundup. No problem. <laughs> um, not 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 this week. Mm. Maybe not even next week. I don't know. At some point, mm. I so like today, I, I, I was listening to um, <clears throat> uh, "Comeback Season" um, mixtape uh, by Drake, mm-hmm. um, and you know what? Like, mm. c- certain people mm-hmm. have called me a Drake stan. <laughs> I don't think I'm a Drake stan. However, <clears throat> I simply recognize that that man, whether or not you think he's corny or you think he's like emotional, whatever, whatever, mm-hmm. that man is an icon, and he is definitely like mm-hmm. he's changed the game. Oh, like, there's sure. no, there's no doubting that. The amount of time he's been in the game, like the impact he's had, like his catalog is ridiculous. And I have like a Drake playlist, which like not even near all the songs, his catalog, just the songs I really like. And it's like nearing five hours long. So (laughs) one day I feel like I do need to do a Drake tribute because I feel like I've also grown up with that man. And I feel like so much of his music just... I don't know. I just, I just, I just feel like he gets me. I don't know what it is. He has this ability, and I think Tolly said this on receipts. He has this kind of way of obviously not everyone, but mm. 
this way of just like connecting with like younger women and like our experiences and just kind of especially like early 20s and mm-hmm. just all i don't know what it is um but yeah you know you, there's a lot of stuff you can say about drake and you know whatever point being the man's legend so um one day when i have time to do it justice i will also uh deliver your tribute i just hope he doesn't embarrass me in the next few months um aubrey please don't um <laughs> so yeah <laughs> so yeah uh but yeah other stuff um i just wanted to mention quickly um black messiah um judas and the black messiah a movie that came out uh a week or so ago um starring our fave uh, daniel Kaluuya as fred hampton um i enjoyed the movie really good um there's also a um it's not i don't think it's the official tra- soundtrack but it's like the inspired by soundtrack um which was produced uh i think hit boy and executives dash sherrod ryan coogler and archie davis um yeah but just really really solid album in terms of like hip-hop i would say the kind of hip-hop they had on that album is kind of very true to the kind of hip-hop i enjoy and i really like so a lot of good tracks we had some jay-z we had some nas um some nipsey hustle um just in terms of some of my favorite tunes on there uh fight for you by her was really good i enjoyed and that was also the closing track of the movie um epmd by nas i liked um what it feels like by nipsey hustle and jay-z that was really good i like that um mm-hmm. something ain't right really really good song by masego um jid and rhapsody really really good song just very like sultry and just mm-hmm. vibesy and just very very masego um i hope i'm pronouncing his name right i've never heard him saying it out loud but uh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um letter to you bj the chicago kid love him in general as well um what else was there uh g herbo had a few yeah the all black by g herbo herbo i enjoyed teach me by sir also love sir really good um contagious by safe and featuring kiana the day my babe also mm-hmm. a really good song mm-hmm. and uh rich nigger problems by asap rocky which just just to quickly just on that song he yeah i don't know if you remember but like it was a few years ago he made those comments about like blm and everything and how like it has nothing to do with him and you know he lives yeah, in yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the the rich nigger areas with the white people and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that shit don't concern him and then he had that whole issue where yeah. he like you know got detained and whatever and all that shit so i'd like to think hopefully he's kind of you know grown and changed his opinions Wise and stuff but yeah. yeah 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 but in the song he mm. kind of laments over like you know having grown up like not having anything and having this kind of rich nigger mentality where he's just like he's not thinking about investing he's just like i've never had money so now i have it I'm gonna spend it and yeah. you know do all this yeah. shit and how it's easy to kind of just get kind of carried away with it and kind of lose sight of certain things. So I really enjoyed mm-hmm. that track. Um, and then the bonus Black Messiah track by Rakim was also really good. So um, I recommend that album. I think it was a, a really really good project. Um, so really big well done to them. Um, and also the Gets album I also really enjoyed. That was solid. Um, don't really yeah. listen to that much Gets, but it was it was a pretty solid like well-rounded album um conflict of interest so i uh, would also recommend that and we'll throw a few of um the good tracks on there do you have anything any tracks on that album that you liked particularly yeah yeah no i i listened to the gets album like literally just um today just before this mm. and like i think it's going to set a standard like for the year like okay who's going to top the gets album because I thought it was like amazing. Like there were so many good moments in it. 
um, I love Getz because he's just such a great storyteller. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. yeah. And like for me, I adored IC3. Um, he released that last year. And to me, I think that probably has one of the best lines like of the year. And let me just quickly say it says, don't tell me go back where I came from while the queen sits there in stolen mm-hmm. jewels. I felt that. Cool. I'll go back with a chain on mm-hmm. and light up the place like Akon. Mm-hmm. Can I please just quickly mansplain because that is a bar. It was. It was. He's saying, <laughs> firstly, he's tackling the hypocrisy of racism in that you're telling me to go back where I came from, but you literally have my things. Like what? <laughs> then he is taking a swipe at the queen or an imperialism in general. Then he's also saying that he'll go back. He will make the place better because he'll have the things that he has. So he'll like, you know, bring back our goods and stuff and like bring money into the economy. But he's also saying, well, you know, like I'll light up the place because I'll have like loads of bling. Mm. But then also he's saying, I'll light up the place like Akon. Um, I don't know if people remember, but Akon did an initiative uh, many years ago where he basically mm. installed like yeah. loads of solar panels in Africa to bring basically he was trying to light up Africa so also you know that's also bringing like you know like there was a woeful coverage of that initiative that Akon did like even the Guardian I was like why is no one talking about this mm. like I was very upset <laughs> so it's like I'm really glad that guests didn't let that like you know die out without like giving it one more shout out um, also, there was a Viola Davis reference in there, which, <laughs> you know, I loved. Um, features for Days, Moonchild Sinelli, Skepta, Parcelu, um, Backrow G, um, Stormzy, Dave, Giggs, mm. um, and Emily Sunday, yep. who like, man, she stays working. I was like, literally thinking that today. Giggs I was just kind album. of like, I have not actually seen like music from her specifically but i'm like she was on yeah i remember she was on uh, the gigs album gigs slow ski yeah. crept and coded <laughs> like mate niggas love emily sandy i mean so, listen, yeah that voice exactly exactly but yeah um honestly like that is a great album like Solid. like it could like deserve its whole own segment like it's a really great story um definitely go and listen to it and yeah, I'll definitely add some of my favorite tracks on there. For sure, for sure. Yeah, no, big well done. Big well done to him there as well. Um, and yeah, just quick last thing. Uh, <laughs> I just, just, just a fun little thing. I just, um, I, I enjoyed the uh, the 34 plus 35 remix um, video with Megan Doja. Did you watch <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah, it was very cute. Yeah, um, I liked yeah, it. I enjoyed yeah. it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's all I wanted to say. Um um, oh yeah also like last one um welcome to america by black thought and just kind of more general point about this album as well and just i don't know why i really like it i really like projects so if i had to pick an example like um all american badass by joey badass like mm-hmm. and another reason like i really enjoy a lot of kendrick i like albums and like music that really gets me in like <laughs> hotep vibe do you feel me and it just i don't know what yeah, it is yeah, it yeah. just it moves no, something it moves something yeah. in you. Uh, so um, I have a playlist. Like Negro. Yeah, legit, legit, <laughs> legit. Yeah. I have a, I have a playlist. Um, what was it? Uh, this is an African people's only um, live stream uh, after, <laughs> after the goat. Um, so yeah, that's another reason this album just like hits. And yeah, songs like um, Welcome to America by Black Thought, What It Feels Like, Nipsey Hussle, like the G Herbo stuff, like it just, yeah, it hits. So um, mm. yeah. Awesome. All right, sweet. So that's us on the download. Um, 
Okay, so now we're going to jump into the lowdown, which is our pop culture segment where we discuss trending topics, uh, social media, drama, celebrity mm-hmm. mess, um, you know, sometimes, you know, fun, nice, positive stuff, but mainly trash. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's see, what should we, should we start with like some nice stuff? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so well done to Miss Robin Rihanna Fenty. Um, her Savage X Fenty lingerie brand is now worth a whopping one billion. So yes, it is. Mm, well done to my good time. sis. It was also mm-hmm. her birthday the other day. Mm. Um, so shout outs, shout outs. Um, oh, also this is something I'm excited about. So Issa Rae is going to be um putting together this show. Um, so she's been working on uh, eight episodes of quote unquote rap shit, an HBO Max series based on the life of two high school friends in Miami who decide to venture into the rap game. And uh, she's going to be working with the City Girls. <laughs> so um, JT what? and Young Miami, yeah, are going to be like uh, executive co-executive producers on the show. Um, so I, I'm I'm gas for that. Like Issa Rae, but like not like a talent show. No, no, no. It's it's like a it's like a mini series. Like okay, you know. ooh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I assume cool. it's like classic Issa Rae kind of mix of like a little bit of drama ish, but mm. like mainly kind of comedy, comedy and like yeah. nigga mm. shit. Yeah. So <laughs> Issa is like I I love her writing style and just everything most of, yeah everything she puts out so um i'm gas for that and you know <laughs> mm. we love us some carisha and jatavia d- despite their problematic tendencies <laughs> at times mm-hmm. but uh yeah no I'm, I'm excited i'm excited to see that mm. um i think uh what'd you say yeah production's expected to start um this summer so that's fun awesome. um what else is there? <laughs> I mean, I was really going to say anything. I just thought it was funny. Um, Rachel Dolezal recently, she had an interview. <laughs> she was basically <laughs> saying that she's struggling to get work <laughs> six years after the transracial controversy. Um, <laughs> all Mate. I have to say is she wanted to be a nigger. Um, yeah. <laughs> you in the hood now, baby. Now, is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the real black experience. <laughs> HD. <laughs> Uh, nah, she's still got those brazen into I watched uh. that video randomly um recently and yeah like that was such an amazing like journalistic feat because <laughs> what he did like he literally lured her in to this like massive interview like literally they were talking for like a good seven minutes before he finally was like this your daddy <laughs> like, <laughs> so honestly i would employ i know everyone's seen it already but watch it again and see how he lures her into this false sense of security and then answer that question and you just i you know what i, I also love one of my favorite things to do is to watch people lie when you know they're lying mm. and just to see how like you know the little things they do and you can see her like trying to you know you can see her like trying to keep up her poker face mm. and then yeah he just calls her on, a, on her bluff and yeah like honestly it's a beautiful beautiful <laughs> moment um i will watch it again uh yeah good good luck to um i was gonna say sis uh sister um <laughs> in her employment ventures um <laughs> So, uh, Kim Kardashian West has officially filed for divorce. Um, so that's fun. Uh, <laughs> so after, yeah, seven, seven years with that guy, um, mm. she has requested joint legal and physical custody of their kids. Neither is publicly commented. Um, so yeah, that's, 
you know, <coughs> she tried. Yeah, <laughs> she I did. mean, yeah, she, she really tried. Um, <laughs> she did her time. And I think, you know, even before things, you know, completely broke down, she even, you know, put out that statement about, you know, it's important to understand that, you know, this is the reality of living with somebody who suffers from or lives with, you know, these kind of mental health conditions. So mm. I think the way that it kind of played out, yeah, you know, it's a sad story, but, you know, things to learn from it. Um, she got those lovely <laughs> brown skin babies that she's always wanted. Gosh. So, you know, um, yeah, yeah, I think it should be. I think it, hopefully it will be an amicable, amicable divorce, but who knows? Mm. Like she's she's lawyered up with the best I've heard. So of course. we'll have to see yeah. how it plays out. Yeah. Mm. I just hope but they that. both signed up. They, they both signed prenups, actually. So he oh, stayed right. I true mean, to his yeah. word, <laughs> as they should, as they should. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah, I just uh, my uh, thoughts and you know heart is you know always with with the kids, and I hope this doesn't um, mm. you know dissuade Miss North from becoming the next Picasso. Um, <laughs> keep going, baby. I'm sorry. The way <laughs> I feel like the internet did, did a, a bit too much with that. Like whether or not she didn't. Did, did you see the um that painting that North um allegedly did? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I I just I feel like people did too. Mm. <laughs> Whether or not she didn't, I just feel like Kim's Kim's reaction, like I am not someone you'll, you know, catch out here defending the Kardashians. However, uh-huh. Uh-huh. if someone was talking about my baby, I would have the exact same like I was with her. I was like, nah, you lot Mm. regardless of with if she's gonna lie like fair but i mm. I don't care like this is a northwest dan account and <laughs> i 100 percent would have come to the internet and dragged everyone even if i was chatting shit mm. if you're chatting shit <laughs> with my kid so um i back him really in was that. A bare-faced line. it was actually like a color by numbers kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> hey but listen north north rich like mm. it's she i mean one her father is kanye west who despite his you know issues you cannot mm. deny the man is incredibly talented so mm-hmm. it's not like preposterous to think that a kid with you know creative parents true, and stuff who has true. all the access and all the resources Absolutely, available actually. to her all the teachers could produce mm. that quality of work at seven i mean yeah unlike i mean it was it was very good but you know who am i to say maybe north mm. did do it um so mm. i i wasn't about to go and you know i mean i, I feel Drag like that yeah <laughs> I, i'd like to think most people weren't dragging the kid and they were dragging no. um her mother yeah, but at true, the same time true. i was just kind of like yeah, and I'm talk- if I said my baby drew this, she drew this. Like, fuck off. Should <laughs> <laughs> um, we just do? I uh, just yeah, just a, a quick update on um, our good sis Tessica. Um, it's off, guys. She got yeah. it off. She's free, free at last. Yeah. Um, Amazing. <laughs> the <God> shackles, <laughs> the shackles are off her feet, and she can dance. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I what a ride, what a roller, mm. what a roller coaster, what mm. a roller coaster. I just want to shout out the the guy who did it. The doctor was a doctor Michael Obeng, um, born in Ghana. Bop yes, bop, my yeah, guy. Because yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't see born in Lagos. Yeah, born in <laughs> born in Ghana. <laughs> and uh, he um, he's actually pretty sick. He's like apparently one of the few plastic surgeons to like successfully reattach a limb. Mm. remove ribs mm. to streamline the waist which i mean yeah for i mean yeah mm. do what you want to yeah. do in it yeah. <laughs> um and yeah in 2018 he made national headlines for successfully performing forehead reduction surgery so um yeah he's been named like um among america's top plastic surgeons mm. um and he did the procedure which would normally be about twelve thousand five hundred dollars for free mm. 
Um, what does so, that even mean? Yeah. Normally, be like, does this happen regularly? For I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I presume. Of, I I don't know. Maybe it's like I don't fucking know. You know, America mm. is just a massive mm. grift. So <laughs> I, I I don't know. Mm. Re- removing things that have been stuck to parts of people's body. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. fucking know. Mm. But um, yeah, no, he did it. She free. I saw her. Um, did I send it to you? That oh yeah, no, yeah, was, I, I put it on. I put yeah. it on story. <laughs> <laughs> She's back. Listen, sis said I, I will be put together always. Mate, I, I don't know what killed me more. Like the Kirk Franklin smiled. <laughs> the Kirk Franklin sent me. The fact that she is already back on the eco styler. Like, Listen, give, she come said, on. Let, you know not what, a hair what? out of place ever. You know Snatch. Yeah. Okay, fine. Forever laid, <laughs> she said. Forever laid. <laughs> She's edges ever laid, god damn it. Mm. I, and literally, after they literally said, do not use anything on your head for like mm. the next few months. And she was like, oh, but Valentine's Day, I got, I got to get my hair done. I was like, what? I feel like she's learned her lesson, small, small, but also. Mm. <laughs> uh, well, you know, God, Godspeed. I have seen this. I really hope this doesn't become a trend, but I saw some other person. I don't know if they were lying or not. I really hope they were lying who also like gorilla glued mm. their hair and like went to the emergency room. I don't know. They saw that. Go, they saw her like GoFundMe and was like, "I swear, is this where the money resides?" No, <laughs> like, this is not. This is not where the money yeah, no, resides. We weren't gonna. We were not gonna. We were not gonna rally she, around you. Was it a white person? I saw they, one they white person do it. They look very pale, but I'm not gonna assume because you know. True. Um, true. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> uh, but speaking of white people, um, old white mm-hmm. men have been down bad this past week. Um, so I'll, I'll start with Rush Limbaugh first. Uh, hmm. So Rush Limbaugh died. Uh, yes. um, mm-hmm. Mm. I, my mom said, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything. I, um, you know, <laughs> just look up Rush Limbaugh and just some of the stuff he's he said um, over over the decades. Mm. But it, for those of you who don't know, I mean, give, give us a taste. For, for those of you who don't know who Rush Limbaugh is, he is, or he was mm. a, how old is he? He's probably in like his 70s, I think, when he died. A American conservative uh, right-wing radio host who has spent numerous decades saying incredibly inflammatory and hateful things towards black people, Hispanic people, Come Muslims, um, queer people. Mm-hmm. Basically, anyone who is in some form oppressed, um, Rush had uh, shit to say about them. Uh, obviously, you know, mm. the class, he, you know, called Obama like a Marxist and a communist and yada, yada, yada. And, you know, the, the radical left and all that. <laughs> the radical left headed mm-hmm. by um, Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> right. <like> Comrade. <laughs> we wish. Um, yeah. But, but Rush Limbaugh, like, it's... Um, I purposely didn't go and get a whole bunch of notes because I am trying not to, you know, mm. pile on after this guy is dead because while I don't think, I don't believe in completely sanitizing someone's image and being all RIP after they died. Mm-hmm. I just, also I just didn't want to because it's just, it's a lot of like low-key triggering stuff and he's just, mm. he was just a really vile individual. Mm. Um, I think those, he, um, during like the AIDS crisis, he would like, read out names of people who'd yeah. like died from AIDS mm-hmm. and kind of, I think he played like celebratory music or he'd like kind of yeah. sing or kind of, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. jubilation, all that shit. Mm. Yeah. He's just, he's a vile, mm. he was a vile person. Mm. So, um, 
say hi to Margaret Thatcher. Um, <laughs> I hope it's hot <laughs> down it there. Like... No, let me not say that. Look, um... <laughs> what I will say is he will meet his maker. And yeah, I'm sure his maker has words for him. There we go. So there was him. And then um, Prince Philip, uh, Prince of Wales was... Um... Okay. <laughs> oh, no, sorry. Not Prince of Wales. Um, Duke of Edinburgh. Um yeah, Prince Philip, uh, Duke of Edinburgh, uh, was admitted to hospital uh, on Tuesday um, mm. as a precautionary measure. So they said apparently it's nothing to do with COVID, but he's just, yeah, been brought in. Last I checked, um, yeah. Prince Charles has gone to visit him. So uh, I think my mom said that when when the Queen goes to visit, that's how we know, like... <laughs> right, like, it's, it's like game I over. say every week, I've been watching The Crown. And <laughs> <laughs> like, whenever, like, someone comes to visit you, it's like, okay, someone's going to die. Yeah. So, I mean, so. not to profess anything, but... Um, I, mean, I mean, I'm sure he's tired as well, like... Look, no, he, no one can tell me that man isn't already dead and has not been already dead for, like, the past like, year because cadaver. he looks like a corpse. He cadaver. is... It's like, terrifying. It is terrifying. No. no nah. Yeah. It's when... You remember nah. when he, um like, got into that car accident and stuff and everyone was like, why is this man driving when he's, like, 97? <laughs> Like, imagine seeing that coming hurtling <laughs> towards terrible. you in a rage. I would swear too. The fuck. <laughs> oh my! It's like a scene in like Get Out or something, like driving through the woods in the dark, <laughs> and you just see that nigga behind the Honestly, wheel. No, no, no. Terrifying, but I mean, yeah, like you know, I guess you, I hope yeah. you get well soon. Um, yeah. How old is he? He's ninety nine. Um, yeah. So you know. So uh, you know, Godspeed. Um, mm-hmm. on the Royals, uh, so it's actually quite a bit here. So first of all, congrats to our good sis, Megan and Harry yeah. for their new mm-hmm. baby. Um, mm. exciting stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. I think they announced on, I think it was on Valentine's Day, um, that they're expecting their second kid. So mm. that's, that's, that's great to hear. Um, mm. but also it's a freedom. Amazing. <laughs> <Yes>. So... <laughs> They said yeah. Megxit is official, girls. Yes. I am not coming back to this I dusty island. I knew she was going to come in and fuck shit Fuck up. all of y'all. After that black ass wedding, I knew she was going <laughs> to fuck shit up. She said this island is ghetto and I don't want to be here anymore. So you girls have fun. I'm going to California with my mm. husband and my babies. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been real. Peace out. Um, so Meg and Harry have confirmed that they will no longer be they'll not be returning to be senior members of the royal family Mm. um, after first stepping down for a transition period in March um, last year and Mm -hmm. moving to California. So um, the Queen also confirmed that the couple would not continue with the responsibilities and duties that come with the life of public service. Mm -hmm. Um, A statement from the palace added Prince Harry and Meghan remain much loved members of the family. (laughs) Um, And the couple have said that, you know, service is universal and offer to continue supporting the organizations they've represented. So, um, yeah, they uh, will be returning their honorary um, military appointments and royal patronages, and these will be redistributed to uh, working members of the royal family. Um, so, yeah, they chuck the deuces up. Amen. <laughs> mm, I mean, I'm, I'm happy for them. Um, like, you know, Same. we've been bad vibes for a minute. And yeah, they they packed, they gathered their stuff and they left. Um, personally, mm-hmm. I mean, the I can't lie, I would love to see this like dramatized in the crown. I think this could be a lit season, what oh, six, yeah. seven, I don't know what, when we yeah, get up yeah, to that yeah. stage. But like, this is fucking scandalous. Like, I love it. I love the drama. 
So I'm here for it. Make <laughs> it all day, every day. Listen, I just, I'll, I'll get to the lawsuit in a second because she also mm. secured another W. But I, I was actually like reading some like articles just kind of discussing, you know, the move and just kind of Megan and everything. And I'd, I'd noticed this before, but again, when I was reading, I was kind of like a lot of the, mm. don't get me wrong, there are a lot of men, but a lot of these articles that are just like, ragging on meg and making it seem like mm. she's holding harry captive and she's this you know devious you know american wench who's just come and torn him away from his family and, yeah legit <laughs> legit a lot of it mm. is coming from these middle-aged white women and i'm just like mm. what is like do you fancy harry or something what is the mm. what i i they, i don't know they just have this they make it seem like he's not an autonomous human being who doesn't yeah. also have a say in the decisions he makes and he's not also a yeah. royal and you know <laughs> like it's not i i just don't understand but just kind of this persistent just hatred of this woman from these other women and i mean i've never been you know someone who's believed in you know all women are in this together because i've seen how mm-hmm. a lot of women move and so yeah. you know this kind of allyship is very much for certain certain in a lot of circumstances but i i just there's something about Meghan markle that just rattles these women i i just mm. Like my yeah. mom was watching a documentary like the other day or like last night um, with like Megan and stuff. And like my mom fucking stands Megan Markle. <laughs> and I was just looking at her. I was just kind of like, I mean, above all, like everything, like obviously she's like a very intelligent woman. She's really accomplished. Yeah. Like she's outspoken, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But she's mm-hmm. also buff. So I'm just like, oh, I don't know. Maybe these people mm-hmm. are thinking like, you know, she's black. She's American. Mm-hmm. She's an actress. Mm-hmm. She's divorced. Mm-hmm. Mm. and she's gorgeous no no not in this house no no it's mm. it's it's giving me hater it's giving me dry coochie yeah, energy it's, it's just it's, yeah it's not cute <laughs> it's it not is. cute margaret mm. <laughs> it's not cute sally stop like mm. yeah so uh good luck to them um and yeah no she's also recently won um her privacy claim against the mail on sunday mail on sunday mm-hmm. after they published extracts of the letter she wrote to her dad um and yeah so the high court ruled on thursday that the mail on sunday had breached their privacy rights when they published um extracts of the letter yeah in this ruling um mr justice mark warby found that Meghan markle had reasonable expectation that the contents of the letter would remain private he said that the majority of what was published about her feelings of anguish about her father's behavior as she saw it and the resulting rift between them are inherently private and personal matters Taken as a whole, the disclosures were manifestly excessive and hence unlawful. Um, and there is no prospect that a different judgment would be reached after a trial. So mm. congrats. Well done. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah, no, I wish nothing but good things for Meghan Markle. I have nothing bad to say yeah. about that lady. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah you know, I mean, apart from, you know, you could say, you know, she married into monarchy and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm. but whatever point being. And I will say that I am kind of open to conspiracy theories that... Mm she wrote that letter knowing it would be leaked because she knows that that ain't shit. <laughs> and she was playing the long game because then she's like, I'm going to take down all these motherfuckers. I'm going to clear my name. And I'm okay with that, actually. Because, you know, the the royals do be playing games like that and they really do be like Game of Thrones up in there sometimes. So um, if that is true, I'm okay with that personally. We love you, sis. Not all of us are bad, we promise. We promise. <laughs> mm. Uh... Mm. On, okay, so like TV stuff. Did you did you watch the dumping ground at the end? I didn't. I think you kind of put me off of it when you said it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to. Yeah, I was just like, like if, if what? I'll let you talk. <laughs> I mean, I don't really have the. I literally watched about. Okay, first of all, I fucked up, so I'm an idiot, and I 
um when i went to watch it i i don't know how i did this but i accidentally clicked on the last episode instead of the first and so have you done this before i feel like i've heard this from you before have i maybe i don't know mm. <laughs> I, i'll be high no <laughs> <Banner. Um, laughs> yeah no i i didn't possibly um yeah no so i clicked on like the final episode and so like the i mean yeah spoiler alert if, if you care um they were like (laughs) getting married and shit and i was just kind of like what how did this happen and like i'd seen pictures of the guy and stuff Mm. but i was just kind of like how did we get here and then like halfway through the episode i clocked i was like oh fuck Uh, i fucked up (laughs) so i went back to the beginning and i was like this is still terrible um it was just it was not good it was not good um Mm. i went for the nostalgia because you know tracy beaker very much Mm -hmm. part of my childhood very Mm. much part of many british you know young people's yeah childhoods staple mm. cultural cultural reset if you will mm-hmm. um but yeah it, w- it was not giving what what it needed to give um uh, although i did laugh the uh the the <laughs> did you see the the main guy who was in it the black guy yeah 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 <laughs> Yeah, obviously like he's buff and stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just jokes because his girlfriend was like on the tl just yeah doing the most <laughs> like, doing see the that that's most. my nigga <laughs> like, she was not playing games Listen, she said y'all think he's cute that's nice but i'm um, guessing he sleeps with me um it was no literally it was so fu- but people would literally tweet like oh he's so handsome or did and she's like oh like i can get you an autograph if you want or yeah he's so fit isn't he like she was replying to bare people oh okay. and i was like sis relax Ooh, like it's okay insecure. we know <laughs> yeah it's it's you know uh, mm. like but yeah. yeah it was it was hilarious um <laughs> so yeah i mean the, are you are you gonna watch it or no i don't think so no um nah <laughs> yeah it's but i heard it did really well like yeah. their most streamed show in ages yeah. or something like two million something yeah, yeah. so yeah you know well done to danny harmer yeah getting yeah, a yeah, coin yeah. i back mm. that um yeah like, like i imagine like loads of nostalgia streams and i bet a lot of people even if they didn't like it just kind of mm. stuck around um i didn't also is someone gay now is someone <laughs> i i didn't watch long enough but is cam i don't know if she's officially i out. think cam's gay now <laughs> gay now i mean yeah. cam was giving us signs from the beginning <laughs> or, you know, she really she was, was. <laughs> 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 yeah. I see the signs um yeah i thought there was something with um i think the tracy's kid like her teacher or something i thought that they she had a thing with cam yeah but yeah i think oh, cam okay. might be cam might be gay mm-hmm. um yeah okay uh oh but do you want to talk about the britney documentary oh yeah okay yeah um and yeah i also watched framing britney uh this weekend did you i did yeah what what did you think? They 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 really they really fucked with that woman. Right. They really fucked with that woman. Yeah, they did my girl so It dirty. was it was mm. mad. Paparazzi. Nah, it was. And like we've mm. seen, like we know how they were, especially like back in like you know the the nineties and like the mm. early two thousand stuff. And I remember when I watched the Amy Winehouse mm-hmm. documentary and just how like horrible they were mm. and just how they drove mm. that woman to like mm-hmm. the brink. But yeah yeah just seeing like how like young she was like when she started and like coming up and having to literally like grow up in the limelight and you know especially like when she'd have interviews with like male hosts and stuff and just how they would talk about her like she was some like like, bimbo yeah it was literally it was gross um yeah 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 yeah, it was yeah yeah but yeah no yeah no i just 
Yeah, like, I don't know, like, I, I look at Britney and I do feel just, like, a lot of sadness because, like, you can see, like, there was this young girl who had, like, a dream. <laughs> like, many of us have a dream. Like, who does, who hasn't dreamt, like, oh, I just want to be famous and sing and dance and blah, blah, blah. And she had a dream and, like, slowly but surely, like, you could see, like, the spark in her eyes just get, like, extinguished by people. And, like, mm. you know, as just, like, from a different perspective, like, as a documentary... Um, I think it was a little bit rushed. Um, like there were some really mm, yeah, like you know important moments in like Britney's story that they kind of just like glazed over or went through really quickly. I don't know whether that was yeah. to like make sure that it kind of like coincided with like the most recent um, court judgment that's gone on, where her conservatorship has been like the judge has like s- sustained the ruling that um, Britney's dad cannot have like sole like a uh, control over the conservatorship and he has to like share that control with a bank that Britney has like mm-hmm. chosen so um maybe they rushed it to do that but yeah just like looking at her story like I, I remember like it's just really heartbreaking to see that like all she wanted was like just to be left the fuck alone and like yeah. this is a girl who like her like and I get you know there are some like you know people saying oh it's I don't know if we should be like holding Britney Spears up as this like feminist icon because you know Lolita this and Madonna whore complex that and blah blah mm. blah and like I hear that but I feel like Britney's like struggle I saw like a article that said like Britney is not a feminist icon she's a feminist issue mm. and I feel like definitely like you can look at her struggle her life and like you know look at it for a feminist lens and like discuss what is going on here like yes there are the discussions to be had about agency but also about control manipulation mm. there are discussions to be had about just like what she did with her own body and like there are discussions to be had about like mental health and like mm. you just see the way that they just slowly chipped away at her like every almost essence of her like womanhood you know yeah. like her body her image her sexuality her motherhood mm. and mm. like yeah like it just you know that like you look back and you realize like wow like we didn't even have the language to like discuss what she was having like she was having like a crisis like she was literally like we like what i think they even said it in the documentary like mental health what's mental health (laughs) like like at that time we didn't even have the language to describe what we were doing to her but like even at that time you know to see like that we had like like afterwards i think even the world was kind of like okay whoa like we were moving a bit man because like we really almost broke her like they almost killed her honestly they did and it's just like i think it's just sad because like all britney has ever done is just like exude positivity like in the face of like misogyny and like leechy comments about her body like she just like carried herself so well and yeah. just always been so nice yeah. like no one yeah. in the industry has a bad word that to say smile, about Britney man. she's just so right? like, like it made me upset when mm, people like say shit mm. and she would just kind of keep smiling and just kind of yeah it's like oh yeah it's like it is it is heartbreaking when you see like a woman's like you know like they're clearly hurt yeah. offended and yet they know that they're not even allowed to be offended yeah. because then they come across as the bitch and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like when Christina came for her and like told her she couldn't sing, smiled through it. When Justin was like airing out their dirty laundry, smiled through it. Like so many things she's gone through. She just like grins and bears it. And like, it's heartbreaking. And like, you know, like I said, Britney hasn't 
done a bad thing to anyone. Yeah, okay, one time she said, like, you know, oh, we need to trust in our president when Bush was moving a bit mad. But that wasn't from yeah, any she's, place. She's from the like, South, you know. You know. Just Britney, you know. <laughs> and I remember one comment someone said, is like, the one thing we loved about Britney, and it's why a lot of, like, black women, <laughs> like, ride for Britney, is because, like, they never felt like they weren't allowed in the Britney club, you know, yeah. like everyone was welcome yeah. at the Britney club. So yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a really, it was a really hard watch actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like in, I, it's, I feel like this has been a thing for like the past couple of years, obviously with, you know, social media and uh, mm. people, you know, getting <laughs> more, uh, what's, what, what am I like trying to awareness? say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the my my mate made this point that I think people tend to forget that up until like 2012, people were just absolute cunts and oh, absolutely. would say the absolutely. most like ridiculous, horrendous things and would act. And that's mm-hmm. not saying that it's correct, but like that that's how things were like in the in the noughties mm. and stuff in the nineties and mm. you know further on. Um, and so like they've been, I mean, as like we should still hold people accountable and stuff, but um, they've been you know bringing up. With, with like the documentary and stuff like old hosts I think I can't remember if it was Jay Leno or someone like apolog- I think Perez Hilton apologised for um, how like he Perez, treated like, Perez, can Perez fuck Hilton <laughs> would have been like mate Perez Hilton would have been cancelled in a Listen. heartbeat he even tried one ounce of what he used to do in the 2000s he used to terrorise he was moving the mad whole, he was mad. out in niggas like he was doing yes. the most yeah nah, nah. nah. the shade like, room could never TMZ like, could never he epitomises like you know like when people talk about like those evil white gays like yes. <laughs> that is Perez Hilton right there Mm-mm. legit so like they've been like calling on people to apologise and stuff and um, the person who I think has been getting um, dragged the most in light of the the Britney documentary because he has had other infractions against um, mm-hmm. our good our good auntie Janet Jackson mm-hmm. uh, is one Justin Timberlake. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he has I been getting it. flogged online mm. since this, especially since Rightfully this documentary so. came out. Rightfully so, mm. because yeah, he was mm. moving mad. And yeah, like I've seen like clips and stuff. And I mean, disclaimer, I'm just going to say like me, like as a kid and like as a young person, Mm. I feel like Justin Timberlake might have been like my first like white boy like love, <laughs> especially when that nigga had the curly hair and shit. And during and it's you know, so the, I, the little noodles, they yeah. Were oh, oh, a bit a bit after that, the noodles didn't quite do it for me, but like more like oh, okay. two thousand three. And actually, ironically, it's so it's like bad because it's during the song where he was like being a dick and like basically alluding that you know Britney cheated on him, um, Crimea yeah. River. But the yeah, Crimea yeah, yeah. the Crimea River music video. I feel mm-hmm. like that was my sexual awakening because I'm, I'm, I hate to do this. The, the, the leather jacket and like that. I can't lie. I can't lie. Yeah. I used to bang. And I used to bang JT. I can't lie. I can't lie. Yeah, yeah. And I still and enjoy like, his music. You know, yeah. And no doubt he's a talented person. And like even the Crimea River, like I wouldn't have even minded that because it was just, an, you know, he was just alluding to the fact that maybe she was unfaithful. But then he was and that's, doing like, that's it one thing. That's well. fine. But yeah, then to go out, do it in public to like literally say oh yeah i be ah ha 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 mm. like and to just like you know act with like impunity knowing that he could say these things yeah and like it would be okay like okay yeah he was young at the time but still um i know him and britney are actually cool now like i, mm. I remember like she like danced to one of his songs on instagram <laughs> as she does, as she does. <laughs> and, he, and he like commented on it like you know oh this is really cool or whatever so that's cool britney may have forgiven you 
but we haven't. You need to pay for your crimes. <laughs> so look, you know, everyone needs a good dragon in a, once in a while. Mm. And I'm glad he got his. Yeah, yeah, I'm just looking at his apology now. Um, um, yeah, I was just like, um, I've seen the messages, tags, comments and concerns and I want to respond. I'm deeply sorry for the times in my life where my actions contributed to the problem or I spoke out of turn or did not speak up for what was right. I understand that I fell short in these moments and in many others and benefited from a system that condones misogyny and racism. I specifically want to apologize to Britney Spears and Janet Jackson, both individually, because I care for oh, he did. and respect these women okay. and I know I failed. I also feel compelled to respond in part because everyone involved deserves better. And most importantly, because this is a larger conversation that I wholeheartedly want to be a part of and grow from. So, you know, um, okay. I mean, if, if they're cool, then like, you know, I'm, mm. I'm not like you know cancel justin timblake um he he, he nah, got dragged he got nah. you know yeah public <laughs> dragging about himself. That, know, i feel like on. yeah that's, that's all right but yeah no <laughs> yeah, that's, the I mean, janet yeah, thing as well yeah. that was the fact that she, her career like took such a like the way she was blackboard mm. in the industry after that like it wasn't him yeah, yeah, who ripped yeah. the right. audacious mm. audacious mm. um but yeah um in terms of what else there is just quick stuff did you <laughs> I was very confused about this the baby. Um, what the fuck thing? was that? <laughs> Honestly, what the fuck was that? Let me get up the lyrics because I I saw it and I was like, nah, I'm, have I missed? And then I looked at the lyrics and like, there's no like craftsmanship there. It's like, let me get up these lyrics. It's something like, a, you a bitch, Jojo Siwa bitch. That's it. Like, no, that is literally yeah. it. And then he holds a, a picture up of, yeah. of her phone. Like, <laughs> like, what? What? They're beefing now? Why? What? <laughs> like, Why? Mate, I can't wait for her diss track response. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to run that up. Stream it, stream it. <laughs> that would actually Listen. be hilarious. What a flex that would be. Because she could definitely get more streams on a diss track than he could, for sure. Hey. <laughs> Listen, Mate. as people were saying, she could also take him because she's taller than that nigga too. So <laughs> right. I don't know why he's piping up. <laughs> people were like, but like, what actually is, like, what's your fucking issue? Um, it like, made zero sense. If you had said like, oh, you're annoying. Cool, okay, you find, you may personally find Jojo Siwa annoying. Okay, cool. What's your bitch? beef? But, you know, cool. But calling her a bitch? Like, what? And isn't she a child? Isn't she like 17? Yeah, she's 17. <laughs> like, what? I saw something like people were saying, either he's jealous that she makes more money than him, <laughs> jealous that she's taller than him, or he's just like some weird sort of homophobe. Because I cannot see I what... Mean, like, what would make you want to call out her? What's she done to anybody? <laughs> like, Jojo, see, I have not, unless there's a video somewhere on the internet of her saying nigga that I haven't seen. Right? Like, this woman is, this girl has done nothing. She just minds her own damn to business. Anybody. Like, I don't know what she does, really. I know she, like, sings yeah, and dances she, she and shit. Kids, but, know, yeah. like, she minds her own business. Honestly, I don't know what that was about. <laughs> bizarre yeah niggas mm. i don't know bizarre bizarre mm. movements um also uh did you have you seen um meg the stallion has a new boyfriend yes that tall <laughs> yeah from that from one tall. like tiny man to a huge man my days is tall. May, May. i saw the ig live of those so two tall. and she was like at his shoulder and meg's like 510 so i googled I was oh my god like, is she sitting down like, no she was standing up this guy's 6'5 I googled my it my days wow wow 
Wow. Because he was like, Meg looks so like tiny and petite. And right? like, as I said, like, you know, she's 5'10". Yeah. She's, you know. Yeah. But yeah, no, he's kind of cute too. But yeah, no, he's a rapper called um, Partisan or Party mm-hmm. Fontaine. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know too much about him, but yeah, no, she confirmed on Instagram Live that she's dating him. Um so you know yeah that was... good for her what'd you say just because you're a hot girl doesn't mean you can't have a boyfriend I was like well <laughs> wish you said that earlier sis but <laughs> okay we got rid of all of ours <laughs> good to now, know she does this every time like freaking I think at the start of hot girl summer she went and got herself a man yeah she was coughed yeah <laughs> snake um, the girls what's that guy's name <laughs> what's that guy's name uh fuck um was it money money bag yeah money bag yeah mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember. And I think um, that was when uh, Carisha from the City Girls was also pregnant at the time. So everyone was like, what's going on, girls? (laughs) Beyonce was the blueprint with single ladies. She said, this is for you, not for me. (laughs) I'm going home to my man. Um, (laughs) But uh, also, did you see the uh, the Harper Bazaar um, photo shoot with Meg? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful images. They did her dirty. Yeah. Wait, what? You didn't like them? Did you see? So there's pictures that she has reposted, which look way better. But the like originals, they just, mm. I don't, just the, I, I, I wasn't, nah. I don't know. Did we look at the same picture? You know, I, I can't know. lie. I was, fr- I, I, I was happy and like, I was, they were fine. <laughs> 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 Like, I, yes, queen. I was being a fake ass nigga. I saw them <laughs> and I was like, okay. Um, yeah, I was just kind of I, like, and that is, that, that's the truth now. I can tell <laughs> that, that is the truth. I actually was a blown away. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll count me. <laughs> <laughs> I was capping. <laughs> I was like, really? Because she looks like well, you know what we were just know, enjoying. I think really? we were just enjoying Megan, and I got carried yeah. away. But actually, you're right because I remember her sharing them, and I was like, um, hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, lol. But the, the 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 photographer did her dirty because like that, like even selfies Megan has taken with like no makeup mm. look ten times better. It just looked weird and okay. I don't know, mm. just the yeah the the colors. It was just mm. it was not it was not doing what it needed to like do. Like I didn't and have a that that's not on her. That's yeah. On like I didn't have a very negative reaction to it, but yeah, I was underwhelmed. Yeah, underwhelmed um, is the word. Yeah, yeah. I was just kind of like, yeah. hmm, okay, that's. Mm. It's not giving what, what I needed to give, but um, mm. you know, uh, mm. happy for her anyway. Um, and yeah, last thing, um, last thing. Yeah, I just want to do a quick shout out to um, Naomi Osaka, who cemented her place mm. as the outstanding star of the yes. women's game by beating American Jennifer Brady in the Australian Open <laughs> final um, and winning her fourth Grand Slam title. I think you're laughing, and I know why. Are you thinking about video? <laughs> where she <Yes>. asked <laughs> she was like do you like to be called jenny no this 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 girl is hilarious i fucking love this girl i stand so funny. she was like do you want to be called um jenny or jennifer and then um she was like jenny and she was like okay so first i want to congratulate jennifer and i was like <laughs> i stand <laughs> this is black history month amen i stand i stand and her face people were like <laughs> this is the start anything. of her village story yeah <laughs> <laughs> this is what happened to maria sharapova i bet <laughs> <laughs> oh my days it was so funny she, I just I'm thought, sure that was by accident I'm sure it must have been because Naomi's not like she's really she's she seems really like a really like sweet girl yeah but oh, it's just the way it, it was oh, just so wonderful. it's the fact that she asked and then 
a fraction right. of a second later, she just right. <laughs> listen. Like, justice for you, Andy. Justice for all of her. us. Like she already embarrassed her on the on the court. Uh-huh. Then it was not enough. You could tell she was embarrassed anyway. Just like, by the way, what do I what do I call you? <laughs> <laughs> And then when she was like, oh yeah, I go by this. She's like, okay, I'm a queenist. <laughs> no, no, me. Hey, I'm liking this little mean streak. Come on. Listen. <laughs> but yeah, no, nah, she's, she's lit. Um, yeah, no, what oh. big, big well done to her though. That's, that's amazing. Um, mm. Yeah. And she's, she's young. She's like 23 and yeah. Amazing. Amazing yeah. to see black women, um, you know, dominating dominating the yeah. sport of tennis as they as they should mm-hmm. um uh oh actually no should i just make no i mean yeah she's she was actually born in i didn't know she was born in japan um so um mm. i think she plays for the i think on the like i know nothing about tennis but on the like flag thing next to the names like she has a japanese flag oh, yeah. instead of the american oh, one. Oh, cool so um yeah haitian japanese yeah. woman who is sick at tennis so big up mm. i'll awesome, this awesome Mm. um yeah that's about it uh oh i just want to say to you i started on this season mm. of drag race um uk oh, drag yeah. race what you thinking? um and it was funny because i was just kind of like thinking back to all the previous episodes and stuff you'd said mm-hmm. and i was like oh yeah i remember when you said this and oh yeah mm. uh yeah i just watched the episode where um Ginny um just decided yeah fuck it with yeah. the, um, <laughs> the lip sync <laughs> she's like i'm out i was like oh Okay, but mm. when you described it, I thought she was literally just kind of like, I don't give a fuck, I'm too good for this, and walked off. But mm. I saw that, yeah, she was like mates with the other person. Yeah, Tia Coffee. She had to, yeah, yeah. So mm. um, she decided. No, it wasn't Tia, was it? It was um the other one. You're right, sister, sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah Tia, the girls were pissed at Tia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> I mean, how do you feel about Tia? I'll come back to this in my sound off. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's do that. Uh, mm. Sweet. Okay. Yeah. I think that's, yeah. I think that's us good on the lowdown. Awesome. So now we're going to jump into our segment, Dear Download, which is our mm. listener letter segment. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where we answer dilemmas, queries, questions, you know, whatever people feelers on their heart that they they want us to to hear about um Mm. from our listeners um if you want to get in touch uh we encourage it so you can email us at deardownlow at gmail.com or there is a link on our um link tree a google link where you can submit stuff um anonymously if Mm. if you want to but um yeah do get in touch we love hearing from you so yeah if you you can take it away awesome okay so I have like two questions here and one of them isn't quite long enough I don't think to be a question of its own so I think we'll do both we'll see but yeah this person didn't give us a name I'm just gonna call them darling because I like pet names so this is from (laughs) darling uh hi guys this isn't a problem but I just wanted to hear your thoughts on a video I saw a while ago I think it was on I'm just bait uh-oh. <laughs> a meme page posted a video of a black man running down the street screaming at a white slash East Asian woman. It was an East Asian one. Uh, the video wasn't completely clear. It was East Asian. Mm. Uh, the man who was recording the video explained that it was because she saw him standing in a dark alley and then just turned around and started walking away. And the man thought she walked away from him because he was black 
and so got pissed mm. and started hollering at her and therefore scaring her. The thing is, as a woman, <laughs> if I saw a man <laughs> of any colour standing in the dark alley when I'm walking at night, I would be terrified and just turn the other direction. Do you mm. think his reaction is justified? Especially since he literally started scaring her. <laughs> By the way, love your podcast. You guys are amazing. Thank you, Dom. Um, yeah, well, we know what your opinion is, darling. <laughs> um, Ez, do you want to take this away? Um, yeah, so I hadn't, like, heard, I don't hear the or read the letters before we, we record the show, but you sent me the video. Um, yeah. And, yeah, it was... <laughs> He did way too. What the way f- too. Bruh. <laughs> now this man was yelling like right no, running no, no, running. No 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 no. no, no, no. no. If this no. was America, that's how you get listen. Mm. And that, like, that was I'd mad. Like, you know what? <laughs> Kinda had it coming. You would deserve it. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. You would yeah. because nah 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 mm. nah. Like if you, I I agree with darling. Like as a woman, mm. me walking down an alley at night. If I saw anyone, like males particularly, mm. I would move in, I would like walk in the other direction, like regardless of race. And this is As know, a man, I'd probably do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is me as, as a as, as as a black woman. Um Yeah, no, I I mean I like I I do that. Like I if I see a mm. white guy, if I see an Asian guy, if I see a black guy, if it's late at night, like I will automatically like cross the other side of the road or like take mm. a different kind of path if possible because it's just Men are scary and I'm not mm. trying to get attacked in the street. So mm. I feel like it's a bit unfair one to like, I don't know, maybe this woman was anti-black and racist, but I feel like in that context, it is unfair to automatically assume it's because you're black. And mm. second of all, maybe she was right to turn away from you because you were fucking chasing her down the street like a maniac. <laughs> Unhinged. <laughs> the fuck? Like, nah, that was my mad. guy Absolutely was literally mad. like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> like fucking hell like, I don't know if you've seen this TikTok um, sorry this like TikTok on. audio that was it was really popular like, a, couple, a couple months ago mm. and just like um, it's like oh my oh my I found you nigga, <laughs> nigga don't yeah. you run <laughs> from <laughs> me little nigga you are not fast yes. enough I like literally that, song, that had that kind of, yeah same it bangs <laughs> it has that kind of like dun 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 it was giving me slave catcher vibes I can't lie Loki. um but yeah no sorry yeah carry on yeah no i like look i get i get it like sometimes you do you're aware that people are afraid of you or they're judging you or whatever just because you're black like for example when you Mm. go into a shop and like you know security guards following you think you know what i must start acting shifty I'm going to like quickly turn this corner. I'm going to keep my hands up. I'm just going to act a little bit erratic. You know, I get that. That's cool. You can play with that. But this is completely different. Like Mm. you can't just take away the fact that you are a man in a dark alley at night. You know this is scary. This woman is tiny. (laughs) Like exactly. This woman is tiny. You know this is scary because if you start chasing her, you can see she's terrified. <laughs> she's running like, for her life. You can, what, you've never seen a movie. Shut up. You know exactly that this is a scary situation. I don't know what was going on at the time of that video. Maybe it was like a triggering time. But like, mm. honestly, he did way, way, way too much. Um, you can't just remove the fact that, you know, we live in a society where women just have to be afraid of men, you know? And like, you could have, like, he could have just been like, you know what? I feel like she did that just because I'm a black man. And you could have just been pissed off about it and just left it. But to actually Mm. go and chase her and literally to the point where he actually made her think that 
he was going to attack her because she's literally yeah. like, at her yeah. door, like trying to get yeah. her keys out to go inside the house. Yeah. And like, she's literally like screaming. He's screaming. Like, it's just so chaotic. Yeah. And like, you know, I don't usually agree with the Metro, but they <laughs> spoke about this and their headline was, black man chases terrified Asian woman to prove black people are not scary. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? You're right, Metro. You, Listen, you got it. You true. got it. So, yeah. He did way too much. He did mm. way too much. And he was just calling her like, he was like, you bitch. And just like, yeah. it was so aggressive. Yeah, that, I was yeah. like, raw. I didn't like that at all. I've Big misogynistic vibe. Just just the way, you know when men like call women bitches and it's yeah. just like, yeah. there's like a certain it. way they say it. Yeah. yeah it's just kind of absolutely. like, you, you hate women. Yeah. <laughs> you hate yeah. women. Yeah. 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 Like, um, there was such aggression yeah. in his voice. Yeah. 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 I agree with the Metro. Yeah. Mm. It was, <laughs> I, what the fuck? Yeah, so darling, Absolutely. don't worry. Uh, we don't think you're racist for saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I got the feeling that darling is a Caucasian or a, a non-black. And was yeah. like, you know, in my opinion, I, did, they, did, did she say that she was white? She or did they say she they white? Say, okay, right. it just gives me very much white woman. Like, you know, I don't think it's about race, but I feel like, no, yeah. But no. what do you think, black people? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for coming to us. Uh, no, genuinely, we appreciate that you felt like you could come to us for advice on that on our perspective and absolutely mm. we agree with you and the metro yeah, he was doing way sure. too much <laughs> for sure but yeah awesome thank you for that darling okay next letter comes from next letter comes from a struggling babe so Good. she says hey guys i came across you both randomly on twitter and i love the pod mm. and can't wait to see where this journey takes you thank you darling yeah. okay my dilemma because I am going through it. <laughs> Prior to lockdown, I had a very busy job, which meant I was barely in my house and always out and about. Mm. I know this really helped my sense of routine and mental health, but didn't realize how much so. I also planned to start my master's in my dream course in 2020, and the panoramic wasn't going to stop my shine. So fast forward to present day, I am, like the rest of us, in my house 24-7, mm. attempting to complete my master's whilst working full-time and struggling to stay concentrated. Mm. Yeah, I hear that. I feel you. I really like my master's program and job, but lockdown has meant that I'm struggling to stay engaged to the level things need me to be engaged in. Mm. My master's has taken the brunt of this lack of motivation, however. Sad face. I am someone who is quite motivated by a sense of community, and seeing people work. I've always been someone who works better in the office slash library than at home. And I yeah. think I've truly reached the end of my capacity working from home. This isn't great as the lockdown is moving like the never ending story and COVID mismanagement will mean that we will be decaying, wasting our sexiest, <laughs> wasting our sexiest years <laughs> in our homes for longer than needed. Kiss my rascal. <laughs> I added the rascal. <laughs> um, to add insult to injury, my uni has mentioned that they won't be making the library available for my master's course, even mm. if the lockdown were lifted. Yeah. Fab. Uh, I'm truly feeling out of my depth, despite knowing full well I can do it, and have been devising a plan to do this for the last four years. This mm. feeling isn't helped by the fact my grades are averaging merits which in the grand scheme of things is okay, but really not the standard I'm used to working at. Also, I was told it would be ridiculously hard for me to find a funded PhD program if I didn't get a distinction in this course, despite doing well in undergrad. 
I don't know if that was fear mongering or someone giving me a realistic outlook, but I'm definitely worried now. This world really needs you to be excellent at every stage, no days off, especially if you're black. Nevertheless, try as I may, I cannot summon the energy to concentrate on uni for another six hours after signing out from work. The course seems to need that level of dedication to do well. Long and short of it is, your girl is struggling. If you have any special powers that can magic COVID away, I would be most (laughs) grateful. But realistically, any advice would be lovely. Thank you so much, struggling babe. Oh, babe. babe. My heart goes out to you because I I really do resonate with a lot of what you were saying. Mm. I too really, really struggle with doing anything from home because I definitely have this kind of like zoned um, like outlook to work. So like doing the gym from home, working from home, studying from home, it just doesn't work for me. Like my, my brain can't deal with it. Um, I, you know, did a master's recently and, you know, I literally thank God every, well, not every day, but I've thanked God so many times <laughs> that I did not have to do it during this pandemic because I would have failed, no Listen. doubt about it. Like I could not have done it from my bedroom. So I feel your pain. Um, In terms of what you can actually do, Esther, want to take it from there? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, preemptively, I'll just say, like, I I Mm. also feel your pain. Um, Mm. I, COVID and kind of first lockdown and everything happened, like, right in the middle of my master's last year. Mm. And so I had to also deal with the transition of, well, yeah, like, I, I'm I'm literally I feel you like I'm the same in terms of like not being able to work from home and I'm very much like before all of this I, I kind of joke I used to what I joke with my friends that it's very ironic that in the past like month before kind of everything went down I was mm. just living in the library because I had so many assignments and I had a bunch mm. of stuff I needed to do and I was like I want to mm. get ahead of my dissertation and I just was saying no to a bunch of motives and just mm. like no I got I got to study I got to do stuff and then literally like COVID happened and then all my um, <laughs> assignments got delayed my exams got cancelled um, <laughs> and pushed back so I was like for what for why mm. um, but yeah no especially I felt the not having access to the library anymore like a really big struggle yeah. and mm. like transition and just working from home in general where yeah like you like to have that separation and having somewhere that's you know for leisure and then somewhere else that's you know for work and stuff um Mm. so yeah no i've (laughs) i've god knows how i made it through that masters i last year was trash um Mm. so yeah you are your concerns are seen and felt um in terms of advice eh, Honestly, right now, being a student is just trash. Like, I feel yeah. so bad. For, yeah. it's, it, it's, and I feel like you guys often get kind of forgotten about whenever they're talking about, you know, mm. next steps and stuff and what they're doing mm. and policies and the fact that you're paying this ridiculous amount of money for courses that you're not getting, um, well, you're not getting the full experience. And, mm-hmm. you know, I know people mm. have issues getting in touch with lecturers and stuff and just mm-hmm. all, all that shit, all that shit. Mm. So mm. I, when I say I feel you, like, I honestly, like, I feel you. Mm. Mm. Honestly, I fuck. What did I do? <laughs> Honestly, one, yeah. I just, I just had to adjust. Actually, no. But you're working at the same time, so it's hard. So I was gonna say, like, I that wasn't working. That is like the, the that's yeah, like clincher, yeah, like, mm. yeah. Because I was gonna say, like, with me, I just found that I was just really, really struggling throughout the day, 
and so I just kind of got in this mindset of okay I'm just gonna like do I don't know like exercise or whatever go for a walk like kind of do leisurely stuff during the day and then like I'll start working about like 7 p.m in the end this meant my bed my um sleep schedule got incredibly fucked up and like now Mm. I can't sleep until like 3 4 a.m which you know (laughs) but I could afford to do that because I wasn't working (laughs) but Mm. um in your case you know I guess it's damn what can you do like Mm. I guess yeah just like try and if you can I guess take walks take breaks um (laughs) if you can find ways to like I don't know schedule or timetable so things are a bit more kind of manageable and like Mm. maybe Mm. differentiate with between like what you absolutely need to do and what like would be good but isn't like absolutely necessary Mm. um I'm like honestly like breaks I will <laughs> scream this to the end of time, especially during a master's. Like, oh, give yeah. yourself grace, give yourself breaks. Like, absolutely, it's okay. Absolutely. Like, I would literally mm. take day. Like, there'll be weeks where I'll just take like two to three days off, just completely. Mm. I'll just like, I'm not looking mm. at this dissertation. Mm. I hate it, and mm. it kind of helps, you know, refresh your mind a little bit. Like, you know, and then you can come back and things are a bit less, you know, daunting and awful. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, honestly. Just <laughs> There's not really <laughs> what yeah. you think. I mean, if I were to add anything, I would say doing a full-time master's whilst working full-time. I don't know how you're doing it. Is, is impossible it. or it's 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 bloody hard. Like I, I kind of worked on and off and I floated between like full-time, part-time and then just like, okay, I quit, <laughs> you know? And um, at the end of the day, you can't give 100% to both things. Yeah. So you have to like work on prioritizing things. Yeah. I'm a big, big, big believer in cutting corners. <laughs> and if there's any way you can cut corners at work, absolutely don't feel no types of way about it. As long as no one's dying on your watch. <laughs> like, True. I really do believe. Because you've just got to make a decision. You can't do everything. Yeah. And like this world will want you to do everything and like, you know, one place will be asking you for everything and the other place will ask you for everything. And they don't really care about the other the other side. So you have to make that decision for yourself. Um, for me, I would say it's probably, again, I don't quite know the nature of your job. So um, it's tricky. Um, I was even going to like suggest, like some people have found that these sort of like online co-working spaces are quite mm. good for like engagement. Um, and you might be able to, I was going to say, like, do that. But then, I don't know, I imagine that they're most popular during, like, working hours, like, <laughs> nine to five. And you're actually working. So, in terms of, like, studying, that might be tricky. Um, but if you may be able to find some on, um, like, in out, like outside of nine to five hours, um, maybe that's something that you can organize with a friend. Like, mm. you'll actually find it, It like, sometimes it's it's that social pressure that helps you to to focus on things. So if you've got another friend, maybe from, if you've managed to make, oh, this is hard. If you've managed to make any friends on your masters, even though it's all like virtual, if you can find a way to like do an online hang with them, or even if you just know anyone else who's in a similar position where it doesn't even have to be a masters, if they've just got work they need to do in the evening, um, then, you know, maybe you can do an online thing with them. Also, um, if your job, like if you know circumstances permit you feel free to like switch things up feel free to be like you know what okay i need to work like this many hours today but i'm gonna work on my masters this morning and i'll do my work stuff in the evening yeah. because my master's stuff yeah. I, feel, I, I feel like i work better in the morning so let me 
give a lot of it to my masters right now and the evening i'll pick up the slack at work yeah if they don't like um, micromanage you then yeah definitely that could be yeah definitely go. um feel free to break up your day like i said um but yeah like like you know yeah your, your options are limited um prayer <laughs> <laughs> i believe in the power of prayer <laughs> Um, bro, Adderall, bro. No. <laughs> I can't legally advise that, but Dre? listen. <laughs> um, also, you know what? I'm, I mean, I know this is illegal, but like, <laughs> we all sometimes we, <laughs> we all have to make decisions about what's best for us at this time. Um, if you are able, maybe to find again, sometimes just getting out of your house. If there's maybe somebody who comes from you know, like a one-person household, and so they're allowed to like bubble up mm. with other people, maybe you could like work out some sort of situation um that might be something you we might do. be able to meet in the park soon according to boris <laughs> come yeah, march 8th you know, you know. <laughs> have a little coffee. yeah bring your um, macbook with you yeah like honestly my, my heart really goes out to you um in terms of one sec yeah i just wanted to say as well i remember you said that you were someone who like thrived on kind of social contact and everything and you're always out the house and mm-hmm. stuff so um yeah, I mean, I know sometimes it can be hard because, like, I found that I've kind of gotten to the point where I just, even though I miss my friends, I just kind of, like, I'm tired of Zoom and, like, I don't want to, like, do, like, mm-hmm. the calls and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. But if you can, and I think, yeah, Bernie, you also said the same thing, like, in terms of some kind of socializing or especially, like, study buddy stuff, um, if you can maybe, mm-hmm. I don't know, you might not be into it, but I don't know if you have someone who's also got work or whatever if you just maybe just have them on facetime and just kind of put them <laughs> literally like i've got yeah. literally yeah, like yeah, i've got yeah. bernie right now i'm just mm. <laughs> you're leaning against my yeah. water bottle <laughs> just you know put them there and then you guys can just do your work together and you don't have to talk it's just like a yeah. nice presence and yeah. stuff and it feels like you know it we're, is, we're yeah. together in the library and stuff like that mm. but i'd say yeah try and if you can some sort of socializing and you know just interacting with other people um in ways you can yeah what were you gonna say something else um and i guess in terms of like um you know you're not maybe had with like your how you're performing you know like go easy on yourself because you know you are doing bits already like to be doing a full-time job with a full-time master's like hats off to you the fact you're getting merits the fact that you're handing in your assignments okay like let's give you your flowers (laughs) okay so honestly that's that's fine mm, absolutely fine um and i i do not believe that you need a no that is actually not true you do not need a distinction to get a a fully funded phd you can get it without it yes i'm sure obviously to get a distinction would be um you know uh, desirable and would be good in that sense but at the same time also it seems like you are working in a field that will sort of bolster up your application for a PhD and that will you know support your application for that and you know like absolute if worse comes to worse there is absolutely nothing wrong in just saying you know what I've made it this far and now I need to contact my uni and like ask for some support um yeah. and that yeah. might be in terms of um extensions um that might be might be in terms of maybe taking like a freaking gap year or whatever like they call it when you stop suddenly um and then pick up um later deferring just, yeah, yeah maybe. deferring deferring assignments yeah. yeah yeah maybe you need to defer oh yeah, listen my things. friends <laughs> none of us we all joke almost none of us handed in our dissertation on time we all asked for extensions because <laughs> it's a 
panoramic, bro. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and they, mate, they are handing them out like left. They're yeah, like, oh, literally. Don't even yeah. like, honestly. You don't like, even need like a legit Just reason. send me like the thumbs up emoji, and you've got your extension. Like, <laughs> they're making it easy. So I think you you sort of hinted that you're the kind of person who has done well, and you know you work at a high standard. And you know, I I, I can resonate with that. I think yeah, I can resonate likewise. with that as well. Yeah. <laughs> but um, what I will say is like, go easy on yourself. There is nothing wrong. Like me personally, I I had this weird like thing of like, I will never ask for an extension. Um, because you know. I, I can work at a high standard, like blah, yeah. blah, blah. But like, what for? Like, why yeah. not reach out for help when you can get it, it's you know? Yeah. So just don't be afraid to let your union know, you know what, I'm struggling. What are my options? How can I be supported? Because you'll be surprised. There are probably some things that they can do for you. They could also do a thing where you like, maybe go down to part-time. Um, so yeah, it may yeah. take you a bit longer, yeah. but it could be more manageable. So definitely like if you're like this level is like unsustainable, then, you know, see if there are steps that you can take to adjust that level. But yeah, um, my heart goes out to you. Hope it all goes well. Please do update us on, on how that's going. And also thank you for letting us know how you found us. That's actually Yeah, I was surprised helpful. when you said Twitter. Cause I was yeah, because like, honestly, like, be Twitter, interacting on Twitter they, with us. they give us dust on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> so that's very encouraging actually to hear that as well. So thank you for that. Um what was what was the name again? Struggling babe. Struggling babe, yeah. Struggling babe, thank yeah. you. Yeah. And like yeah, that. yeah. The last thing yeah. I want to say to you is honestly just give just give yourself grace and mm, you're doing mm. amazing right now like i could not even imagine so you know like i i sound it for words listening to like this letter and stuff and like bernie said you sound like someone who holds themselves to like a very high standard and mm. you know relatable but also like please just be kind to yourself and as yeah. you said it is a pandemic and yeah, the goalposts have changed you know, <laughs> literally 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 mm. so just mm. you know just 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 keep that in mind and keep that perspective but um yeah. good luck and uh yeah feel free to get in touch again let us know how things are going um and yeah <laughs> our hearts are with you we, we Absolutely. see you Absolutely. <laughs> we feel you okay awesome sweet um okay so that was us and dear download um guys yeah if you as said before if you have any you know sort of issues or queries or questions you'd like to ask us um email us at deardownlow at gmail.com or you can use the anonymous google link on our link tree to get in touch we love hearing from you so yeah please do yeah we do mm. um sweet so we're now going to jump into the damn lies which is our news and politics segment um mm-hmm. okay we've got Okay, we'll see. We'll see how we go on time. Um, there's one topic that I want to properly kind of hash out because there's there's a lot to be said. Uh-huh. And mm. spoiler alerts about the government. Um, <laughs> this whatless, whatless Tory government we have. Um, so, so we'll start with some some nice news. Uh, so Angola mm. has become the latest African country to decriminalize same sex relationships. we love rights (laughs) it's it's one of those like bittersweet things isn't it where it's just kind of like oh yay that's great but also like it was illegal to just exist before that you know yeah 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 i mean yeah i i yeah i i totally get that um i but then i also feel like i do feel like 
happy, especially when it's an African mm, country, mm. because you know, like, um, and I kind of mentioned this in my sound off as well, mm. but like, queerness existed in Africa, mm-hmm. Speak you know, on it. before white contact, Speak and on um, it was like white people like or you know when they came over white missionaries really really (laughs) right who really really like you know um worked against queerness Mm. and like you know just demonized it and then you know they go swanning off back to their country with you know all our things and then later have the nerve (laughs) to be like look at these barbaric backwards people when they suddenly decide gays are okay and just like because you told them that for the past how many exactly exactly and now you're like ooh love is love (laughs) (laughs) and it's like oh (laughs) you know so yeah as as bittersweet as it is yeah it's it's definitely a victory Um, so yeah shout out to Angola. Do you know that song? I do not. <laughs> okay, we'll add that to the, uh, the playlist. <laughs> Who's yeah, it? Shout out to them. Who's it by? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's just like a reggae song. Oh, okay. No, yeah, um, no, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm mm. just trying to pull something up because there was a post by um, Black Trans Foundation on Instagram the other day. Uh, okay, yeah, there mm-hmm. is. Um, yeah, and it basically, well, yeah, I think we'll add this as well. Um, it's trans people in African history and it basically kind of. It's Mm, one of those, you know, mm. cute little IG infographic things, Um, but it just goes through kind of different um, nations in Africa and kind of um, trans people at those times or like gender non-conforming people and everything and Mm -hmm. how they were very much like they existed Mm. and they were respected and Mm. such, um, Mm -hmm. you know, back back in the day. And that's true with a lot of cultures. I know like Native, um, Native Americans, like trans people were seen as like really kind of powerful figures and like really kind of wise, you know figures that were yeah. like important and stuff mm-hmm. and um asian culture yeah as well. yeah yeah They're like a lot of this like south asian yeah mm-hmm. yeah a lot of it is like you know mm-hmm. western imperialism european imperialism yeah. colonialism all that shit mm-hmm. that brought these you know ideals over and it is like mm. upsetting to see um and yeah just you know speaking from my context and stuff and like ghana and like speaking to relatives and stuff and how you know and you can probably relate, yeah. like, you know, how the AF, <laughs> the AF, yeah. AFs, like, talk about, you know, queer people and everything. And mm-hmm. I've gotten into many an argument and because like, I, you can't, you can't divorce the fact that religion is also tied into this and oh, the version of, of Christianity of that yeah. was brought to our countries and taught to us where, you know, yeah. and when I try and talk to my relatives about this and like, you know, they also did this to justify enslaving you. Um, <laughs> They don't want to hear it. <laughs> they don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear it. So I'm the bad no. guy. But for real, mm. and even like um, uh, what's it? Yeah, just like old kind of African. Sorry, we are going off the deep end. This is completely different. But just old, <laughs> like in terms of like spirituality in Africa and stuff, and how there were like multiple gods mm. and stuff they used to worship. And mm-hmm. now they mm. look at that as like heathenness and like demonic and like evil and mm-hmm. all this weird voodoo mm. spiritual shit and the mm. and you know. Mm. Blue-eyed white Jesus, that is the Lord and Savior. It's just, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Like I'm a Christian, but at the same time, I can still like, I can't like pretend that I didn't know mm. that Christianity was, I mean, to be fair, you know, um, like Abrahamic religions, they weren't just brought to Africa just by white people. Yeah. There, there's history of it being there before, but still I do understand that you know, probably the Christianity that my, like, family have sort of, like, taken up is definitely probably 
the the white version <laughs> so you know that's that's a bit of an awkward little thing and i get that but at the same time i cannot deny that there were you know like yoruba is not just a language and the tribe and the people is also a religion mm, and yeah. although i do not practice that um i can you know respect that that is a thing so yeah yeah i hear what you're saying yeah yeah but um yeah just to read a, a couple of things from the article i saw um yeah so the center for human rights um has welcomed the coming into effect of angola's penal code decriminalizing consensual same-sex acts between adults um we urge all african states to recognize the dangers of violence and other forms of discrimination against people based on their real or imputed sexual orientation and gender identity and to institute laws that protect protect lgbtqi plus people from violence and discrimination as members of a vulnerable category, um, as called upon in Resolution 275, uh, the African Commission on Human People's Rights. Um, so yeah, it's 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 a positive step forward, and mm, cute. you know, good for Angola, <laughs> right? Even the the I LGBTQI plus. Come on, love it. Sorry, this is really yes. bad. For me, what is the is I intersex? Intersex, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So you know, that's 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 great to see, and. Um, mm hopefully more more civil more civil rights and liberties for my niggas um, <laughs> more rights yeah <laughs> hold tight y'all hold tight honestly i am so like i i just have so much like respect for people and, and we saw it during like the, the nsars protests like mm-hmm. queer people who are visibly queer and out in mm. some of these countries because i know it takes a lot uh-huh. of courage and i know how oh my they yeah. get treated not even just in terms of words but like physical violence and stuff so yeah honestly yeah. so much respect yeah. um absolutely for that. Mm. <clears throat> uh so if we jump <laughs> the, i don't you know I don't, I don't care i don't um, so, trump had a senate trial he got acquitted like what what more is there to say it was it was not you know i was angry at the time and i was outraged at the time but then i took like two mm. seconds and i deeped it. i was like i mean i'm not surprised like realistically like i'm not surprised this is america yeah rich white men yeah. have been getting away yeah. with shit from the dawn of this time mm. but you just mm. think like sometimes it's a sliver of hope that some <laughs> mm. a crumb of justice mm. a crumb but nah yeah so do you have anything to say no yeah no. <laughs> <laughs> um it was uh the final vote was 57 guilty to 43 not guilty and they needed 67 guilty votes to convict um mitch mcconnell the little prick basically he made a whole speech being like yeah mate, he mate. he fucked up he did this this was bad this was bad this was bad this was also it wrong was literally all his fault. yeah literally everything <laughs> he's terrible but also like i'm not guilty so um I mean, I can't lie. I can't remember. I need to double check like the actual kind of um, the actual like articles of impeachment they served against him and like what the grounds were, because I think Mm -hmm. I did see like in terms of maybe if you're looking at it legally and there are certain ways they could Mm. spin it to where they're like, "Mm, not quite this. So it it might have also been a case of like not pinning the correct Mm -hmm. thing on him that they had no choice but to but to convict. So yeah no america's a mess although we, we love you guys uh listeners um yeah we do <laughs> we love y'all uh happy happy to see you always um also i alluded to this when we opened the show but all day every day fuck ted cruz mm. this guy ugh. did you see what happened with ted cruz <laughs> no he went to cancun i mean there are several levels of like irony and like just being an no. absolute prick to this but he went to cancun allegedly for like you know to i think it was like to drop his daughter off at some sort of thing or whatever something to do with his kids like family stuff being a good dad whatever whatever 
obviously like right now there's been like a massive kind of uh been like storms and stuff and like a massive freeze in um parts of the south and particularly in texas there have been a lot of issues with like uh pipes bursting Mm. um the snow's really fucking them up um i think last i checked like nearly 12 million people in texas have been like affected by like water quality issues they've Mm. been without power Mm. um they're like Mm. yeah they had to like shut down shut off the power and stuff but yeah no like literally like freezing temperatures <clears throat> especially i think austin has been hit um particularly bad um mm. and there have been like uh fundraisers and stuff and i know aoc she helped raise over four million for texans um for disaster mm. relief and also like went to a food bank in houston so mm. i just i mean ted saw beyonce <laughs> doing some stuff yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know she's from she's from houston mm. h-town um yeah. this is and it's a general point as well about how we know climate change is real. I feel mm-hmm. like most, you know, intelligent and like not intellectually dishonest people know that climate change is very real. <laughs> because, yeah, there's, there's a difference because some people know it is, but they will pretend like they mm-hmm. don't because they have, you know, whether it be political Agendas interests and, or yeah, financial yeah. interests mm-hmm. or whatever, whatever. But mm-hmm. when it comes down to it, these people like Ted Cruz who deny climate change the thing or that it's not that deep or whatever they have the money and resources to protect themselves from the worst yeah. effects of climate change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. it's just a, like layers of fucked up where it's like, you are purposely not doing anything to help this. You're actively mm-hmm. making it worse while denying it. And at the same mm-hmm. time, when it comes down to it, you have the money to just be like, <laughs> peace out y'all, I'm going to Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, also the irony mm-hmm. there, the same, <laughs> Mexico. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> I just Republicans. <laughs> It's, it's, it's a mm. mad... T- I, I can't believe that guy. Honest, there was... Um, you know that TikTok we had on uh, Preeti Patel um, the other week? Yes. Someone... Yeah. <laughs> someone... I remember someone yeah. commented, like, is, uh, is Preeti, like, the, the British Ted Cruz because he's also a person <laughs> of colour who hates immigrants? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ted Cruz is just, like, mm. the quintessential, like, uh, white Cuban... Um, I'm pretty sure he's Cuban. Yeah, who just... I mean, there's a whole thing mm. with, like, Cubans in the US and stuff and they're... Mm. You know, they're, they're very, a lot of them are very conservative. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, it's just, there are just several levels of this being absolutely insane. Um, and then this guy had the nerve to do this stupid, like, photo op where he was handing out, like, bottles of water and shit. And no one wants to be seen oh, with Ted Cruz. He's so annoying. Up. Even Republicans yeah. hate Ted Cruz. Like, I remember years ago, it was like during the Obama years, like, there would be, like, these leaked kind of uh, articles and stuff from, like, members of Congress and, like, the Senate who were basically, mm-hmm. like, and there would be Republicans just like, yeah, no, we can't stand Ted Cruz. Like, have you heard <laughs> that nigga speak? <laughs> he has such a like grating voice and he's just a stupid face. And you're like, I'm Ted Cruz. He's just, ugh. <laughs> cannot. <laughs> cannot stand that guy. Oh, justice for Beto. Um, anyway, so onto the main thing I wanted to us to talk about today. Um, mm. So have you seen what's been happening with um, with Matt Hancock and... The, like, the contracts with covid just a lot of like cronyism mm. is that the correct yeah yeah term? yeah mm. yeah mm. so okay i was gonna make this my sound off because i i have a lot of feelings about this but we'll just i'll just try and keep it mm-hmm. like concise for this one so okay. um so if we start off with like with like matt uh recently the there was a high court has ruled the high court ruled sorry that the government acted unlawfully in failing to publish details of billions of pounds worth of COVID-related contracts. Mm. <clears throat> so it said the, the government is required by law to publish the procurement of any contracts for public goods or services worth more than 120000 within 30 days. In ruling on Friday, Mr. Justice Chamberlain said there is now no dispute that in a, sub- in a substantial sorry, number of cases, the Secretary of State, um, Matt Hancock, 
breached his legal obligation to publish contract award notices within 30 days. There is also no dispute that the Secretary of State failed to publish redacted contracts in accordance with the transparency policy. And uh, the judge also acknowledged that the situation the Department of Health and Social Care faced in the first few months of the pandemic were unprecedented, as large quantities of goods and services had to be procured in very short timescales. But he also said that the DHSC's historic failure to comply with their obligations to public contracts because of the difficulties caused by the pandemic was an excuse and not a justification. So that was, the well, one of the things. Um, also, mm-hmm. the other day there was, <laughs> they caught Dominic Cummings. So apparently um, Dominic Cummings was instrumental in the process of awarding a government contract without tender to a company ran by his friends. Um, The document revealed that the central role the Prime Minister's former chief advisor played in the awarding of the contracts to Public First, a research company owned and run by two of his longstanding associates. So Cummings described himself as the driving decision maker behind the government's decision to conduct more focus groups and hire Public First and said his faith in the company was based on his extensive experience working with its staff. Dominic, (laughs) this is uh, from Dominic. I'm a special advisor, and as such, I'm not allowed to direct civil servants, he added. However, as a result of my suggestion, (laughs) I expected the people to hire public first. The nature of my role is that sometimes people take what I say as an instruction, and that is reasonable inference, as people assume I'm often speaking for the prime minister. So that was another thing. And I don't know if people remember, but this was a few... It was a few months ago. I think it was like December. There was an ex-neighbor slash the landlord of a pub near Matt Hancock who was being investigated because um, he secured a lucrative £30 million contract for producing, was it vials? Uh, Yeah, producing test tubes um, for NHS COVID tests, um, despite having no prior experience in the medical devices industry. Oh, my. (laughs) So, there is that. Now, I, before you even just, I want to just quickly, I... I criticize the New York Times for a lot of things. However, they wrote a really, really good article, which I would encourage people to read. Um, it's called mm-hmm. Waste, Negligence and Cronyism Inside Britain's Pandemic Spending. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to try and just speed through and just kind of read out the main bits because it's really long. Um, so, yeah, sorry, bear with. This is like a lot of information, but, you know, just stay with me. So um, the British central government published data on pandemic related contracts worth 22 billion awarded from January through November. Many more contracts remain secret. Taking together about half of that, 22 billion went to companies with political connections, no prior experience or histories of controversy. About 5 billion went to politically connected companies. Some had former ministers and government advisors on staff. Others had donated to the Conservative Party. Around 6 billion went to companies that had no prior experience in supplying medical personnel, medical personal protective equipment. Fashion designers, pest controllers, and jewelers won lucrative contracts. Jewelers. <laughs> jewelers. <laughs> and we're talking billions. List, list, yeah, this is this is big boy dollars. Like, um, more than five billion dollars uh, were awarded to companies with histories of controversy, from tax evasion and fraud to corruption and human rights abuses. So that's fantastic. Um, all of the companies named in this article have denied wrongdoing, well, duh. Um, and there's no evidence to suggest that government officials were engaged in illegal conduct, but there is ample evidence of cronyism, waste, and poor due diligence. Some of it has been documented by the British media, but the scale of the problem is wider than previously known. So, what's there? So, in the government's rush to hand out contracts, officials ignored or missed many red flags. Dozens of companies that won a total of 3.6 billion in contracts had poor credit, and several had declared assets of just two or three dollars each. 
Others had histories of fraud, human rights abuses, tax evasion, or other serious controversies. Um, a few were set up on the spur of the moment. <laughs> Listen, I'm gonna become a black. I'm gonna become a black conservative. That's where the money resides. Honestly, that is where the money resides. <laughs> Candace is doing great. Candace is not missing any meals. I. Let me go get a bad perm and I'll be on my way. Um, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, a few were set up in the spur of the moment or had no relevant experience and still won contracts. Um, nevertheless, the crisis gave way to a system that was neither fair nor equitable. So normally companies would bid on individual contracts with requirements published in advance. But given the government's frenzied need for supplies, most companies simply submitted broad proposals through a government website. Government officials then decided yes or no, or in some cases approached them themselves. So um, a government spokesperson said that the huge global demand for PPE had created a highly competitive market, blah, 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 blah. And so, yeah, they were just trying to find the quickest way to do this or whatever, whatever. So, okay, so this is a bit... It's a chart, but I'm going to try and explain it. So there's this whole thing called like the VIP mm -hmm. lane, right? So in terms of how like PPE contracts were awarded, so there were more than 15,000 companies contacted, sorry, more mm -hmm. than 15,000 companies contacted the government offering to supply personal protective equipment. Mm -hmm. And so how things would mm -hmm. normally go is there's like an ordinary lane where most businesses would submit their bids through the public, the public government website. And these were 14,000 suppliers. Then it would like go through the cabinet office and then the government department would like do like due diligence and do checks mm -hmm. on like conflicts of interest and all that stuff. And then they'd go through the clearance board, board and all that stuff. And then out of those mm -hmm. people, one in a hundred would succeed. So less than 1% mm -hmm. of suppliers who went through the public process were awarded contracts. On the other hand, mm -hmm. we've got the VIP lane which is where 493 suppliers mm. went through a high priority lane for businesses endorsed by officials or p politicians. Recommendations were sent to a secret email address and then they would oh. go through the cabinet office and like the clearance board and all that shit. And then, so, mm. you know, with the, the regular lane, one in a hundred succeeded. Yeah. With the VIP lane, um, one in 10 succeeded. So, wow. <laughs> so that's how that went down. And yeah, apparently also the government didn't carry out systematic company checks, um, including for mm. potential conflicts of interest or hadn't done it properly mm -hmm. um, until mm -hmm. it had already spent $2 billion. Auditors found officials did not always document who recommended a company or why it was awarded a contract. And yeah, basically all this shit with like lack of transparency. Mm. And last thing being, um, there's this guy called Lord Dayton, who was the, he was a central figure in the procurement program and he, yep. Yeah, so he was a central figure in this process. Um, he was also once a member of, he was once a Goldman Sachs executive and remains involved in business and has financial or personal connections to at least seven companies that were awarded lucrative government contracts, totaling nearly 300 million pounds. Mm -hmm. There's no evidence to suggest that the companies won the contract because <laughs> of their connection to Lord Dayton. And he was not directly involved in awarding vaccine contract because tracing. Because we buried it all. <laughs> Listen, or consulting contracts. He probably declared his business interest, yada, yada, yada. Still, conflicts of interest questions remain, given his access to government ministers overseeing the spending spree and his involvement in high-level meetings and strategy discussions. So the government yeah. tried to justify this whole VIP thing, saying that, you know, when the pandemic happened, shit was mad. We needed stuff quickly. It's just, you know, sped up the process and et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, it was set up to like efficiently prioritize credible offers and da, 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 da. At the end of the day, mm. it's their mates who managed to make it through this and exactly. <laughs> get to where exactly. the money resides. So, um, yes, sorry, that was a lot of information. But, uh, yeah, that is the gist of everything so 
thoughts. <laughs> and the thing is, it's like, <clears throat> it's one thing, like the cronyism is like, <clears throat> We don't need to mansplain cronyism, do we? we do mansplain, you be the mansplainer. <laughs> I mean, you know, quick mansplain cronyism. Basically just, um, you know, uh, got a helping out your mates um, with like the power that you have instead of like going through fair processes. Mm. For example, if you yeah. own a company, giving a contract to your friend instead yeah. of like, it's like know, advertising basically. it, blah, blah, blah. So the thing with the cronyism is that It'd be one thing if they were doing it and like, you know, <laughs> effectively getting the job done. But like, they are literally putting lives at risk mm. and putting, you know, people's lives in the hands of people who are doing things that they have never done before. Mm. They have no experience in these areas. Whereas there are people who are literally coming to you saying, oh, hey, um, what, you need PPE? Oh, we actually do that. Like, we've been doing mm-hmm. that. How do we get involved? Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, well, you know, this red tape and like all this bureaucracy. And it's like, what the fuck, man? Like, fair in, like not fair enough, but it'd be one thing if you were getting the job done and you just happen to help your friends get rich, but you're prioritizing helping your friends getting rich over actually effectively like taking care of the country. And like, this is why people will be out here thinking you actually brought this <laughs> pandemic on purpose just so you could all get rich. Because people are making a lot of money. Oh, people are making bags. You know? And it's just, it's like, you just give us no reason to trust you. And it's like, you know, okay, yeah, we joke about Matt Hancock and like, oh, hey. But he's not just some like, you know, like dope incompetent per like you know incompetent dope he's a health secretary like he's actually he's yeah (laughs) exactly he's a person exactly he's important we need him to be important we don't need him to be some clown and like he's making decisions that affect the lives of people and when we are seeing that his first thought is oh how can i help my mate Mm. you know earn a couple billion couple billion like quid or million quid like a couple like the tens of millions of like pounds it's like it's ridiculous and it shows you know time and time again you know the Tories they show where their loyalties lie where their interests lie what they care about Mm -hmm. and it's making money for them and their friends that's all they care about and even in the midst of a global pandemic Mm -hmm. that is their god like that is still (laughs) what they are staying Mm -hmm. on like so yeah yeah it's you know it's <laughs> it's, uh, it's just blatant isn't it it's like mm. it'd be one thing if these people were actually like good but these people literally Getting like the job done. his yeah. fucking um the guy who used to uh be his neighbor slash the pub landlord his company previously um where is it uh was something like containers yeah prior to the pandemic his company Impact made plastic cups and takeaway boxes for the catering industry and they've been put in charge of test tubes for covid tests like oh these yeah. people and like we've seen like issues i remember last year there were issues with ppe and certain like um things that weren't fit for use or things that came broken or mm-hmm, they would change mm-hmm, up the, mm-hmm. i remember there was something with like the masks and stuff and the um yeah. the things you used to put around your ears they weren't how they should be and shit like that so these mm. people one, they're, they're your mates, but also they're doing a shitty job with our money. Yeah, like, yeah. it's just several mm, layers of cheeky. Mm-hmm. And mm, yeah, I mm. mean, yeah, you. I think you pretty much said everything. Like, these lot have shown time and time again that all they care about is making money for themselves and their mates. Um, mm. Like, and yeah, <laughs> a global pandemic, like <laughs> thousands, thousands of people dying, like, on the daily. And mm. 
it, and it's just the constant just like gaslighting and like insulting of our intelligence like we can't see what's right going on right. and that we're just you know oh, like, and it's like da, 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 da. yeah and they're just sloppy because it's like okay caught me <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna do, <laughs> you know? what are you gonna do? like literally okay cool so the high court has ruled that it was like illegal or whatever now what okay now what you know you know like <laughs> You know what would be great if we had a, a leader mm. of the opposition who was, you know, on it and um, cared. Right, right. Do you know what Keir Starmer said? What? They asked him. They were. It was an interview, and they were saying like, you know, what do you think about the calls that Matt Hancock should resign? And he was like, mm, you know, I just feel like in the middle of the pandemic, you know, like a lot of stuff's happening. I feel oh, like the public doesn't really days. want that right now, and you know, we just want all government ministers to just be <sighs> focusing on doing the job right now. And sir. Is he a knob? He is. Like, he fully has he is. actually been planted by the Tories? <laughs> he's, he's, like, what is going he on? He fully is. Is he a double he agent? Is. Because he is. He's William O'Neill, dead ass. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I... My goodness. What? This is... You fired someone within the Labour, like, over a tweet. You When you oh. were... um working in the uh the, the legal you tried to crack down on people you know doing benefit frauds and stuff and saying they should be in jail for like 10 years priorities wise this man has been exposed for just being the shadiest motherfucker as well as just being mm. incompetent and having a stupid face and your response is as the leader of the opposition and the man who supposedly mm. wants to lead this country is oh mm. like, i don't think the public want that right now and like mm. like you know it's not good and you know we we think it's bad and we condemn it and you know matt Naughty, naughty, but you know, let's let's just get mm. on with the job. Do you know what I mean? Like, literally, I, right. he is not. He's full. Marcus not. Rashford has done literally, more, literally, <laughs> than you. Also, shouts out to him. I think he's going to be on like the time Times most influential people. Oh, is he? Cover. Oh, yeah, amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So shout Bless out to him. him. But yeah, yeah, nah. Nah, this is, ugh. I hate it here. Um. <laughs> Yeah, there's not really time for this. I was there was just one last story about um the government are basically like <laughs> they'll be appointing a free speech champion to university campuses oh, to yes. like clamp yeah, down yeah. on mm-hmm. the the lack of free speech. Um mm-hmm. it, yeah. Um a battle against work culture. Um <laughs> <laughs> They want free hate speech, that's what they want. <laughs> this, I you know what this is I feel like this is a really, this is a in general it's a broader discussion which I would like to have another time when we have more time because mm-hmm. like I do have like opinions and thoughts which might slightly differ from what people of my normal kind of cohort would say maybe I mean I, I don't okay. not nothing mm-hmm. nothing crazy but just in like discussions about like free speech <laughs> and stuff <laughs> I'm not gonna Fuck. oh yeah. <laughs> Was it that nigga? Remember that on? Um, I hope he doesn't hear this. You remember on Clubhouse when um, they were having that room discussing that um, uh, that Christian uh, the feminism. You know the the Christian feminism room, and then yeah, they were like yeah, being yeah. bare homophobic. Mm-hmm. And then there was that one American yeah. guy who was just kind of like you know, basically was playing devil's advocate, and they were just they yeah. were not having it. <laughs> <laughs> and we were just like, sir, this is not the time to be. Um, not the time. making the uh, <laughs> counter with your ideas argument um but yeah stay in the other room yeah <laughs> america americans on clubhouse are so funny they'll just <laughs> no oh i haven't really been on that app much recently i've kind of i've gone off it no, again me um, neither. It's, it's, it's too much um but yeah no uh 
I think the overall kind of idea of a free speech champion, what they, I think it's dumb and I think they have other things to mm-hmm. focus on. Um, mm-hmm. And deplatforming in universities, I don't think is that much of an issue that it, it's just distraction. Like just mm-hmm. Gavin mm-hmm. Williamson, go away. Um, okay. I think that's about it for the damn lies. Mm-hmm. Um, should we? Okay. Awesome. So now we're going to jump into our last segment sound off. Um, do you want to go first? Uh, sure. Yeah. Um, so I will quickly uh, recap on a few things I've seen. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> first of all, Namaste Wahala was absolute garbage. <laughs> like, <laughs> I haven't that, watched it, but I heard. Yeah. Oh my days. That was not the standard of anything, of Nollywood or Bollywood. <laughs> it was... <laughs> The worst of both worlds. Um, it had the worst meet cute ever. Like the, the worst, worst. meet cute. Like you know the moment in the movie where basically you know um, the two um, like oh, love they, interests like, they finally other. meet. Yeah, they call that yeah, a meet yeah. cute. Um, oh, okay. And it was just like you know you're like they took every sort of cliche and then did it terribly. <laughs> so basically they like walking on the beach. I think they're both jogging and then they bump into each other. But they don't really bump into each other. And then, you know, they like, you know, look at each other and say each other's eyes. But honestly, it was the worst thing ever. It was just, it was, you know, it was funny though. It was hilarious watching it with um, my family. Mm. Um, really cracked me up how, um, they were Igbo, by the way, not um, Yoruba. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we don't so. claim them. <laughs> but, um, what, I, what cracks me up is when, like the girl who was actually quite funny, the best friend, when she realized her friend fancied the Indian man, she was like, mm. Ah, so you like are you both? <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious because literally anyone who isn't black, like if you're just fair skinned, we'll just call you white. Really? really? Yeah, honestly, honestly. I remember one time my mum was like, Oh yeah, my white colleagues coming over for like, you know, tea. Please tell me why a Chinese lady walked in. The room. Oh my god! <laughs> I was like, "Mom, you can't do this, okay?" No, Auntie was moving around. I can't lie. Um, but yeah, and um, not an Asian woman. It also cracked me up when they broke into music, like we didn't see it coming, and my mum. <laughs> <laughs> when they because obviously it's Bollywood you know mm. and when they burst into music my mum was like is this a dream <laughs> like, <laughs> she did not get the concept at all so um, yeah I mean there were some funny moments like the moment with the mum the Indian mum arguing with the Yoruba driver that was really funny and I love it when people are like arguing with each other in like a common language like English and then they get so angry that they start arguing in their Speaking own language. Their language yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you can't even understand me, but I need to get this out in my mother tongue. <laughs> so I love that. Um, then also skipping to uh, Drag Race. Um, so yeah, um, how are you with spoilers? Are you okay for two more? Yeah, I don't yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so basically, yeah, they take a massive break because like the, the pandemic hit. Yeah. And then they come back. And my goodness, like, everyone looks terrible. <laughs> like, <laughs> Bimini, who, like, you know, had this really cool, like, you know, unhealthy, like, gaunt appearance before. Like, hairless, it kind of in the face, you know, no eyebrows. Has come back with, like, eyebrows for the first episode. Thankfully, she got rid of them again because they weren't <laughs> doing it. 
Um, <laughs> Sister Sisters got like all this filler and like, I don't even know if I can call them <laughs> veneers. I want to call them like dentures. Like, honestly, like it, they're all just looking a bit weird. Tia Coffee still has the terrible like dye job. It's just like, what did you guys do? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I won't drive them too much because, you know, it's not nice to make fun of people's appearances, but they weren't looking <laughs> great. Um, then we get to um, Cracked Me Up when, what was his name? Joe Black or something mentions mm. that he um, bought a dress from H&M for his performance and was Rue He didn't. Pissed. Rue was pissed. Wait, did you say he bought a dress on H&M? From H&M and wore nah, that's so a sin. Rue was like, I don't want to see no fucking H&M on this stage anymore. <laughs> oh, is that where Rue, the meme comes from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rue <laughs> I love that meme. <laughs> um, but you know who is looking gorgeous? <clears throat> mm. Michelle. She has got this grey mm. streak in her hair now. I am living for it. Like, um, and in the most recent episode, she crimped it. Honestly, she's looking like the best she's ever looked, I think. Um, GC also appears on the latest episode of Snatch Game. I've seen, I haven't watched that yet. Yeah, looked gorgeous as well. I loved loved her pink outfit with the gloves. Uh, Really (laughs) great. Um, But yeah, I've really got, you know, cuss coffee. Tia Coffee, sorry. Yeah, I was going to ask, how do you feel about her? her? Snatch Game performance. So Tia Coffee, um, I get it. And she can be quite witty. I get that. But I do hate this whole thing where it's just like, oh, the comedy queens always laugh just because they're funny. Like, Rue definitely, he has actually a preference, I feel, for the comedy queens. And he always, mm, like, yeah, gives them a lifeline. Whereas, like, the beautiful ones, if they're just beautiful but they haven't got the comedy, like, yeah. he wants to get rid of them quick, quick. But the comedy queens, like, they always get a second chance. But Tea or Coffee has not delivered in any way, shape or form in terms of, like, how she looks um and it's bullshit like and you know it's like you do not go away for seven months or so yeah it was seven months wasn't it (laughs) for Uh, a pandemic or whatever you do not go away for seven months and then come back doing the same basic shit so tia coffee you're very funny and i love that about you but you you just weren't you just don't weren't doing what you needed to do so um yeah really not happy with um and then her snatch game performance like my girl did Mel B from the Spice Girls and didn't oh no. even wear leopard print. What is that? What? Scary Spice and not even doing leopard print. Like okay. basics. Basics. So, you know, tea or coffee, nah nah nah. Um a whore up. <laughs> a whore up. I, I will say. Mm. You know what? She's grown on me. She's grown. (laughs) She's grown on me. What I will say, um, look out for it in the most recent episode. The way she flings that fur coat on the floor—that's all I'll say. That is all I will say. It was hilarious. It was so hilarious, and it wasn't classy at all. It was that, but um, yeah. Oh yeah. And then my final thing. So I just want to shout out this podcast uh, that I listened to recently. Um, it's called Queer Disrupt, and this particular episode um, was hosted by Adebayo Quadri Adekambi, and he it was titled Reconceptualizing Fanny Kayode, and Fanny Kayode was a Nigerian photographer who worked in the ooh, 
80s, 70s, I can't quite remember. But um, I actually got the privilege of seeing some of his work at the Barbican when they did this uh, masculinities exhibition. And I instantly... Yeah, I didn't get to go. (laughs) And I went there on... A very funny date, I can't lie. Um, oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, you remember that? That was wild. <laughs> that was wild. <laughs> Maybe I'll tell you guys another time. But, um, yeah, and I had such a great time. Um, and the pieces, they just instantly, like, they just grabbed me. I like, identified with them so much. And, um, yeah, like, you know, I, I've, you know, I did a module in uh, gender and sexuality so I know a few things <laughs> mm-hmm. but um I think it was really cool to just listen to this podcast because it really like unpicked you know the different elements of Fanny Cowday's work and it was just really really enlightening um when you see like I'll put it in the recommended reading as well when you see some of his like images um or photos rather they're just like so striking and I would really really recommend checking out this podcast there's also an accompanying accompanying um, blog post that goes with it that helps to sort of, you know, help you to further dissect the pieces, mm. like to sort of read in conjunction with listening to it. And I'd really recommend it. Um, really great piece of work. And what I love about Adebayo and the way he does it is that he actually approaches it not from like this, you know, post-structuralist um, sort of perspective that we get from like, you know, um, Judith Butler, Michelle Foucault, all them man. He actually goes, you know what? Like what I said earlier, and I kind of that was inspired by listening to this. Like queerness in Africa was. Let me even quote him on it uh, verbatim. He says, "To call it post-structuralist is to give the West credit for knowledge and practices that they regarded as unworthy, primitive, and archaic until they decided it was not." And I love that because right (laughs) i mean nothing else to say so uh rather than calling it post-structuralist he um sort of conceptualizes it as a centering of african paradigms and yeah i really vibe with that so please do especially all my you know my queer theory guys and girls and days and everyone else in between and outside of that please do go and check it out because it's just a really really interesting and important perspective to sort of have on uh, you know uh, particularly the works of Fanny Cowday but like just the way we engage with art and thinking about you know what ideas and perspectives we already bring so yeah go Mm. check it out yeah that sounds it yeah definitely gonna look into that um yeah thank you for that um no worries just to sorry just to hop back quickly to Mm -hmm. Drag Race um while Mm. you were talking (laughs) about Tia I just pulled up this tweet I saw the other day that absolutely killed Mm -hmm. me um mm. it was like uh tea coffee is the kind of queen who makes bawdy jokes about sucking dick in gay bars with <laughs> leaking ceilings where underage twinks and middle-aged it consultants <laughs> mingle as as the steps cover cover of tragedy plays on a tinny sound system a beautiful oh. genre rapport will never understand what? <laughs> you know what that yes. killed me because I understood completely and I died. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, you're so, yeah, like she's the one, yeah, she'll be like. Shout out to Queer Disco. Oh, yeah, like um, good with the hecklers and shit like right. that. Like, yeah, she she definitely, <laughs> and that, you know, but in some ways Rue was right in that he was saying that it was very regional. Like she, like, mm. you know, she was clapping. She's very clapping. She's very clapping. So, she's given yeah. me very much someone who moved from a small town to Clapham. And Absolutely, yeah. She's yeah, literally, yeah, where's yeah. she from originally? I can't remember. I um, don't know. Mm. 
it's somewhere um where, actually i'm gonna google this because i want to <laughs> baroness basic screaming um, <laughs> <laughs> that killed me and the fact that they kept referring to that. her as that afterwards yeah, yeah, yeah. just fucking and you know she lived me. up to that title she really did <laughs> listen I, okay i can't find where she's from but um yeah, no, initially, when I first met her, well, yeah, in the intro thing, because she was mm-hmm. like, oh, I named myself after um, Tia from Tia and Tamara. I was like, okay, first of all, the good twin, so well the done. Twin, and then mm-hmm. um, Ko- Kofi after Kofi Annan, which um, mm. Ghanaian legend, mm-hmm. very, very, like, very, very important political figure um, for mm-hmm. us and just for everyone, like, former UN um, Secretary General. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, okay, like, I'm into it, I'm into it. And mm. then, yeah, literally, mm. like, two seconds afterwards when I saw the looks, I was like, well... Sis, I don't I don't there was one dress it was I think it mm. might have been like the green number that challenge with the with the um the boxes the different colored boxes uh, yeah mm-hmm. I think it was like some sort of green dress and I saw it and yeah. it literally looked like something from like yes you know mm-hmm. those like high street shops yeah, in like yeah, finsbury yeah, park yeah, yeah. that are just mm-hmm. very very mm-hmm. like they just mm-hmm. look like there's some cheap cheap clothes you wouldn't think are cheap but they just yeah. look like yeah 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 what mm-hmm. if, oh michelle bizarre said something that killed me she said um it's, it looks like you got it from angels and i fucking <laughs> screamed because michelle's american as well so i'm like the fact that you're know, so entrenched in uk culture now that you know yeah. about angels yeah. fucking killed me <laughs> <laughs> but um bless her she's yeah mm. i have mixed feelings about her but you know she's she's all right um mm. a horror yeah i'm still kind of I, I don't know i don't know about that one still i have my eye mm. <laughs> i have my eye open she's entertaining i'll give her that i'll give her that yeah um, she is she is yeah and i see why everyone like likes bimini and stuff and yeah very very likable and very east london yeah. and yeah, um, yeah. you know mm-hmm. big up um and yeah i saw uh um what's her name uh S, what is her name? Astina Mandela. Yes, 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 mm. yes, yes, yes. Um, mm. I can't remember exactly. What, were you a big fan of her? I was. I was like, in terms of looks, okay, she wasn't really doing, doing very well. Um, but she was a performer, and I feel like she had. I mean, I've said this already. <laughs> she had a lot more to give in terms of, you know, some more epic lip sync battles. So yeah. Mm, yeah. Um. So yeah. No, I will. I'll keep on going with that. It's. I don't know. I just feel like I'm not quite in the headspace to take in like a drag race, but yeah, I'll keep it. going for the for the sake of conversation um, <laughs> content. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, cool. Is that all you had for Sunday? Yeah, yeah, that was me. Sweet. Um, okay, I'll try and keep this relatively brief. Um, mm-hmm. So, first quick thing. Um, I like many people who are lactose intolerant or <laughs> can't handle dairy. <laughs> do not respect myself or my body mm, and mm, i continue to ingest mm. these food products that my stomach she's just not happy she's just not happy Man. and mm. i've been doing it for a minute and i just i can't i don't think i can do it anymore i don't mm-hmm. think i can do it anymore like i fucking mm. i love cheese like in my house there's always minimum uh, four mm. types of cheese like mm-hmm. and that's not an exaggeration like for <laughs> Mm. <laughs> there's a cheddar there's some sort of mozzarella <laughs> there'll be a brie um a feta a halloumi usually sometimes um what we had recently yeah um blue cheese my mom's been getting a lot of blue cheese recently yeah we, we stay stacked <laughs> up on cheese in this house <laughs> my mom's from gold green you know um so, <laughs> so uh yeah but i i, I can't do it anymore i Mm. when i tell you my stomach has been like yelling at me right. and honestly i just feel right. like my insides in general i've not 
since the new year, I feel like my diet's just been trash. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying mm-hmm. to, I think I'm going to cut out wheat, um, cut out meat for the next you know, really? few weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just, I feel a lot better. And mm-hmm. when I do that, so yeah, yeah I might have to, to cut quickly, out the dairy uh, too. To quickly tag mm-hmm. on to that, like literally yeah. the other day I was, um, chilling with my friends assuming and um <laughs> i was just like <laughs> i was just like wow we are really all succumbing to our vices today like you are drinking for the first time in ages you are smoking weed for the first time in ages and i'm having ice cream like what the fuck is Listen. going on yeah like, we've all given up we've all given up what you? oh you remember we'd have a little like a little dairy free <laughs> right yeah a little yeah. um that freaking soft serve that's stuff pretty good to be fair mm, um mm. so yeah i'm gonna try i'm gonna try um i'm gonna try i want better for myself mm-hmm. um so second thing slash yeah yeah this is yeah, this is the last thing um okay um yeah feel free to also jump in or tag on anything mm-hmm. um so i've known this for a while but I feel like the more we have social media and the more, you know, people are allowed to speak and voices are amplified, the more and more this kind of resonates with me. Mm. The fact that if there's one thing men have, it is audacity. (laughs) I feel... (laughs) I would be so far in life if I had just an iota, an ounce, a pinch (laughs) of the audacity Mm. that men have because... Okay, so I want to talk about um, Boosie, Boosie Badass today. Um, <laughs> for those of you who don't know who Boosie is, <laughs> he mm. is a Louisiana-born um, rapper, you know, from the States and stuff. Um, so he recently um, went on a bit of a, of a rant um, and was talking about Lori Harvey. So as you may well know, and we spoke about it on the show, Mm. Lori Harvey is currently dating uh, Michael B. Jordan. Lori Harvey has also dated the likes of Diddy, Future. <laughs> uh, who else has she dated? Um, Diddy's son, I believe. <laughs> Diddy's son, yeah. Um, and just other like rich, like, yeah. wealthy people. Um, mm-hmm. You know, she's a young girl. She's 24, dating yeah. as as many of us do, living mm-hmm. her life, you know. Mm-hmm. Lori Harvey also, I don't think I've ever heard this lady speak. Um, she's very much like not a super... Yeah loud or obnoxious person right. she's just mm. beautiful and has a good time You're and gets so my right. niggas You're so, so like right. i i have not a bad word to say about this girl mm. so boosie um was speaking with his friend vlad i believe i can't remember what platform this was on um mm. but he was they were talking about laurie harvey and i'm gonna quote him am i gonna try and do the voice um Go on, why not okay <clears throat> I'm going to fucking butcher this. <laughs> um, uh, I think we need to stop giving women. <laughs> don't I don't know why I always encourage it. And I'm like, trash, terrible. <laughs> Get off the stage. <laughs> 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 All right. <clears throat> I think we need to stop giving the women the power with situations like this. <laughs> Boosie at it. We got to start giving the bachelors, the men who are running through a beautiful woman like this credit. <laughs> Who, who not housing her, running through her. So basically he was saying we need to, but yeah, he was going on about, you know, when people see Laurie and they're like, oh my God, goals. Like, yeah, like, look at you getting all these, these fine men and stuff. We need to stop praising her. We need to praise the men instead for getting with a fine woman. Um, so the internet um, dragged him and were like, shut up. And then mm. he decided to clap back because 
<laughs> apparently he has time um mm-hmm. it's a pandemic in it um <laughs> <laughs> so uh what did he say she's like um why would I want, I can't do this, I can't do this. Um, <laughs> why would I want to hate on Lori for? I just say y'all got it fucked up and saying, let's go. If you're saying let's go, that means you want your daughter to fuck seven, eight, nine niggas in a couple months in the uh. industry. But what's wrong with y'all motherfuckers is y'all salute the women who get passed around, but y'all dog the woman who stick by their nigga when their nigga fuck over. <laughs> y'all dog the real bitches who stick up by their nigga, who stick by their nigga, but y'all salute the bitches who go from hand to hand. The world fucked up. <laughs> you can hear Busey's statement in an Instagram post caption underneath. Fuck y'all. I said what I said. Um, <laughs> Um, Boosie also called Michael B. Jordan a simp for dating Laurie and said that's the kind of guy who will marry her. The rapper then went on to say that he would never marry, quote unquote, a woman like that, but wouldn't mind sleeping with her saying, I'm just trying to fuck. I just want a beautiful, good girl. So, um, let me first start off. Let me give you guys a few facts about Boosie here, right? (laughs) So, um, recently, uh, it was a few months ago, it was hilarious. He was in the news for trying to sue Mark Zuckerberg, or as he calls him, <laughs> Mark Zuckerberger, <laughs> for <laughs> for $20 million, um, saying that he was banned from Instagram um, because of racism. Um, when you probe into why he was indeed banned from Instagram, um, he had been locked out of his Instagram account because he was sharing links to his OnlyFans account, which you're not allowed to do. Uh, but that was just the tip of the iceberg he also had shown nudity in several of his Instagram live videos um, Mm -hmm. and also used a variety of foul language and even encouraged some of his followers to join his live and engage in sexual activity (laughs) so he was encouraging the girls to show ass and titties put your pussy yeah yeah put your pussy on the yeah 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 that's a big old ass right there yeah 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 so um he he asked the facebook boss this this whole story killed me he asked the facebook boss to take him to orientation or something so he can learn how to properly use the platform so he won't violate the community guidelines and get his account suspended oh my god (laughs) so there's that um also he um made a range of um transphobic comments towards zaya wade and -hmm. basically called Dwayne wade a pussy for accepting his Mm -hmm. kid and (laughs) how they want to identify and their gender Um, he also, uh, received a lot of backlash for a now deleted video he uploaded where he spoke about paying an adult woman to perform oral sex on his son and his nephew, who were 12 and 13 at the time. Um, and allowing his minor son to watch pornography as he felt pornography was more appropriate for children to watch than quote unquote cartoons with two men kissing. Um, also in 2017 in a birthday post aimed to his soon to be 14 year old son, Boosie bragged that he secured his son a quote-unquote bad bitch to perform fellatio on him for his birthday. Um, the caption was, Happy G-Day um, app to e He wrote, I love you, son, with all my heart pops. 100, 100, 100, 100, 100. See you tomorrow. 100, 100, 100, 100. Got a bag for you and a bad bitch to give you some head. 100. You already know how I do it. Tootie Raw, the mixtape drop in October 1st. So he also plugged music in this birthday post to his kid, just so we're clear. Uh-huh. Um, Boosie also has eight children with six different women. 
And he said that he did not believe marriage was a good choice for him because he didn't want to lose half of his fortune to his spouse in the event that he committed adultery and has praised women who stay in relationships with unfaithful partners saying he respects those women. Um, so yeah, this is just a little like, oh just a little kind of, days. a bit of a flavor of this guy, realize. of this guy we're dealing with, right? So there are like, ugh, there are so many layers to... <laughs> oh. So first of all, what you're basically saying is that when women fuck multiple men, they lose value. So I feel like that's a problem on your part and not a problem mm-hmm. on the women. Because you're saying mm-hmm. that just by the <laughs> by the fact that she's, you know, letting all these men into her, she's degrading herself. So mm-hmm. I feel like that's a, that's a you problem. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> saying it's not goals, fucking eight signing, isn't it? Okay. Oh, yeah. He said when he called Michael B. Jordan a simp and said that he would not marry her. Obviously, this is a podcast you can't see, but just just Google Boosie and just have a look at this guy, <laughs> and then Google Lori Harvey. <laughs> I feel like she's she's not going to lose any sleep um, knowing that he would not marry her. Like I just mm. I have a feeling mm. I have a feeling. Mm. <laughs> like, um, oh yeah, that that's why you're not going to marry Lori. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's 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 the reason. That's the reason. The, only that's the, reason. <laughs> um, the point being, you know, we salute women that get passed around, but if a woman sticks by her cheating husband, we call her like a dumb bitch and stuff. Listen, women have autonomy. They can do whatever they want. Mm. If someone is consistently cheating on you and has consistently shown that they do not respect you as a human being, nor your relationship, that is all of your business to get back with them. And mm. yeah, we might say you're kind of stupid for that. But at the end of the day, like, it's your choice. Do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but this whole kind of, you know, and this is something that pisses me off about, you know, when people like, like especially like influential people and stuff and this whole kind of sh- this struggle love and you know like yeah, yeah, you know this yeah, woman yeah. she stood by mm-hmm. me through some through some times mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just like mm-hmm. y- you cheated and she she came back to you like mm-hmm. this high, whole idea that to be like a, a real one and a rider mm-hmm. you gotta withstand withstand the fuckery Suffer. yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah suffering suffering mm-hmm. so uh yeah as i said before this lady this woman laurie is just doing what normal 20 something year olds do and you know dating she happens to be dating high profile people and people we know and so it's mm-hmm. you know reported more in media but it's not outrageous she's not out here like showing titties and ass on, the, on instagram even if she was it wouldn't change anything and she could still do whatever the fuck she wanted as mm. long as she wasn't violating the guidelines like you were um <laughs> so when i hear things like that and just see things like that i'm just kind of like just ignoring the fact that you were just such an incredible hypocrite like just just Mm. ignoring that and all the Mm. fucked up stuff that you have done and you have said i just just say you hate women like just Mm. just say Mm. you hate women like Mm. it's just the the misogyny is wild Mm. wild and the double standards and the the cognitive dissonance for them not to Mm -hmm. it it it, it blows my mind i don't actually no i don't think i have that much to say like i feel like i've i've given you guys everything like <laughs> what more is there to say? <laughs> like people like him and Ti, they need to stop asking them what they think about things because mm-hmm. listen. And normally, like Boosie's not someone I would pay attention to, but I I remember I saw that video and I just got just incredibly heated and irate because I was like, mm-hmm. how fucking dare you mm-hmm. have the cheek to chat to mm-hmm. this girl who's literally just doing what normal young people do and dating and mm-hmm. whatever and calling her a hoe and saying like mm. and you know praising that and calling that goals or whatever yes it's gold the bitch is fine she secures mm. fine men she's rich <laughs> the fuck that is gold mm. she's known for being mm. pretty the fuck <laughs> are you kidding me <laughs> the rest of us have to work for a living ghetto no <laughs> 
so you know i yeah no that that just really it really pissed me off and i was just like just just the audacity and the nerve and the gore and just the lack of self-awareness it's just it's just mind-blowing and i i cannot um yeah do you have anything anything on that no man i mean you you said it all he's fucking gross man (laughs) there's really not much else to say he got. Uh, yeah. He hired someone to give his underage kid Honestly, a blowjob. Like, Can we just how, deep that for a second? How does he still have um, access to those children? It, I. Your like, guess is mine. Honestly, that is disgusting. It's disgusting. And what just makes me sick is that I know there are people like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah, that's yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. Go on, like, little nigga. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Not knowing that that is like, it's legit rape. Yes. And like, yeah. they're like, uh, they're now, their understanding of sex is going to mm-hmm. be so warped, warped and their yeah. Yeah. view of women is going to be so warped because mm-hmm. of that. Um, so to not see that that's like, uh, I mean, yeah, it's, it's disgusting. It really is. Mm. It's... And then he has the nerve to go after people like Dwayne Wade and Gabby Union for right. loving their kid right. and accepting their kid. Mm. Uh, oh, yeah, no, I, mm. I'm i going to get annoyed again. Um, Boosie, fuck you. And men in general, mind your business, like stay in your lane. This is a general message to just everyone. Just mm. stay in your lane, you know. Mm-hmm. I feel like that that can be applicable to to many different situations, but um, yeah, that was that was for the most part what I had to say. Um, also, just last thing, I just I miss going out. I miss looking like a bad bitch. <laughs> that listener letter where they were like um, uh, a, a struggling babe. Um, was it what was her name? Struggling babe. Yeah. Struggling babe was like you know spending our sexiest years indoors. I felt that. Oh felt yeah. That. Oh yeah. It's criminal. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm upset. It's actually criminal. Um, yeah. So I called him my Leo years for some reason. I think it's because Leo, Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio was so fine as like a, a young man, and then you know nowadays he's you know, but um yeah it's like I, I don't want to waste my fucking Leo years on this shit, but you know here we are. It's truly ghetto. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's me done. Yeah. So that is us. That concludes the show. So thank you for listening. Um, thank you to the people who wrote in with their listener letters. We really appreciate those. Thank you to our emerging artist, Carl Benjamin. Uh, yes. Please do go show him some love. love. You. Remember, uh, two ends on the end and Carl with a K. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Come on, sip it up. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, that man's uh, voice, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. It was, yeah, yeah. No, standout track, amazing track. And you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok, getting dragged by the kids at Dear Down Low. And yeah, you can find me on those platforms as well at Bernie Bambi. And you can find me on all the state platforms at Justess. Just for TT's underscore S. And yeah, (laughs) we shall see you in two weeks for some more tomfoolery and shenanigans. Take it easy. Yes, sir. Stay safe, folks. And uh, yeah, catch you on the flip. Bye. Ready? Uh, Yeah. Okay. Three, two, one.